There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Don't touch that dial. You're tuned in to the Dread Podcast Network. What's your favorite scary movie? Oh, come on. You know I don't watch that shit. Why not? Too scared. No. No, it's just, what's the point? They're all the same. Some stupid killer stalking some big-breasted girl who can't act who's always running up the stairs when she should be going out the front door. It's insulting. Comedy podcast. Comedy podcast. We're gonna tell you the entire movie. Movie movie spoilers Spoilers at all. And this week, I, Kim Burns. (laughs) No, (laughs) I'm Kim Burns. I, Ketron Porter. I'm going to tell you a movie. And I, Kim Burns. I'm going to try to stay alive, and you can try to stay alive with me. Yeah, this is a very exciting episode because we get to thank our goldfish brains. Yes, yeah, again. Never thought I'd be so grateful for either of our lacks of memory. I know. It's very exciting. It's weird, though, because you have a really good memory for other things. I do. You know, like, I do. I, I don't try. I, I don't. I know I'm going to forget people's names and faces. Like, I just know that that is. But I know that Kim won't. So. This is true. She's my. My safety net on the tightrope <laughs> of <laughs> meeting people. <laughs> yeah, I have a weird – well, it's because I have a picture memory. Yeah. But I do remember – I won't actually me. remember like – yeah, it's like I'll be like, oh, that's the that. I'll do what we do on the podcast. I'll like describe yeah. it in the wackadoo way and then yeah. Kendra will be like, all right. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> exactly. So that's, that's what we're doing I'll know them by like today, their guys. Instagram name. Yeah. I don't really have any news from this week. I just have news that I'm feeling better. I don't have oh, COVID. Yes. That's cool. And I started that doing That hung f- on to you for a minute. It did. But I'm so glad it it's- did. I'm still going to do what you tell me to do, which is like take another day or two to sit or whatever. So you don't like fuck your body up and be like, ha, it's not done yet. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, which I tend to do a lot. Uh, I'll always bring it back. Yeah. So yeah, I started doing- a fun morning routine that I've really been liking because I've been trying to, you know, I realized this year I um, want to refocus back on myself a little bit, you know, Love it. 
So yeah, I've been doing morning pages, which I haven't done in forever, mm, and tapping, awesome. and then like a little gratitude practice. I love it. Yeah, I, I uh, my parents got me this like fucking dope ass journal, and the pages are like really crude. So I've been using that as a gratitude journal, and it's like pages are crude. Yeah, like meaning like it's like old paper. Like it's oh, very I know what you mean. I have a book rough. like that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I've been using that. So yeah, that's great. And the the gratitude thing is like something you do out loud, and so I've been doing it, and then like a little meditation, and then I kind of meditate for a little bit afterwards. Um, but I've been doing it with my little LED light. Love it. So I'm getting some skincare that- and some some fucking mindset care Mind all care. in one. Yeah. Did you get the one that it's I double whammy? Yep. You did. Cool. I also have another red light. That's like a space light. I don't know, space lighter. <laughs> I don't mean like outer space. I mean like uh, the space of the room. Uh, <laughs> like you okay. don't like put it on your face. It just like sits there and shines red light. I was like, is Kim into space now? <laughs> um, she have a space light? And uh, I don't know what it's, I don't know what it does, but it. I got it for free. And so I just turn it on and, nope. and it gives me good. Good stuff. Good vibes. Good, Good vibes. light vibes. Good light vibes. Space vibes. Space. <laughs> I get space vibes and uh, yeah. space vibes make me feel good. So yeah. Who doesn't? Who it's doesn't 2022. I got space vibes. <laughs> That's all I can say. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. These are my, uh, these are good space vibes as compared to all good, of our other exactly. space vibes, which we want to die in. We're trying to change our space vibes. Um, yeah. That's about me. That's about me. That's about <laughs> me. <laughs> uh, that was a mixture of two sentences that I was definitely thinking at the same time. And I but got it still sounds okay. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> I'm ready to just dive into this movie. I'm excited. Me too. I'm excited. Me too. Tell so, me everything. So, guys, this episode is today is the is the 19th. So five days ago. Y'all got the opportunity to go start seeing Scream. Yay! In the We've been waiting so long Yay! for you. <laughs> Shout out to our buddy Guy Busick, who's one of the writers yes. um, on Scream. And speaking of which, he was he also just announced that he's one of the writers for the reboot of the Final Destination I franchise. Know! That's so exciting. Which is super exciting. And I realized that like I'm definitely gonna take advantage of your um Goldfish brain for some Final Destination vibes. Yeah, I think we could do. I mean, look, I could alternate those. Honestly, I think we could do maybe the first one. Oh, with my goldfish, one hundred percent. Yes, one hundred percent. The other ones, not even on the, not even on the table, as like difficult. The other ones, I don't even know if I've seen. I don't know what I've seen. To be honest, never even went to see the other ones. Yeah, I'm not even. I'm not even sure. I don't. It doesn't even know if it went to see the other ones or not. The yeah. first one is the only one I would be concerned about, and like could possibly do it because it's been so long. Yeah, um, but that's not what we're doing today. We're not no. doing the final <laughs> in preparation for Scream, which is the fifth installment of our favorite franchise. I'm going to tell Kim about Scream. Four, Yay! Which I love. I think it's really fun. So 
you know, Great. people always have opinions about sequels and things like that. I think it's fun. Uh, so first, it's directed by Wes Craven. Love it. And it is written by Kevin Williamson. Your best friend. And Kevin Williamson. That is how it's listed on IMDb. It is listed writers, Kevin Williamson, comma, Kevin Williamson. So Kevin went into IMDb and he was like, listen, bitch, I wrote this shit. It's because he's on all the screams as like the the original writer. So it's like any sequels, the original writer always gets a credit. But then I, like I guess the he's the going going this and too. Being like, me, myself, and I, bitches. <laughs> this bitch is all me. Yeah. Don't get it fucking twisted. Yes. yes. So ding, ding, ding to you, Kevin Williamson. A double ding to you. One for Kevin Williamson. <laughs> <laughs> wow. <laughs> Just getting started and Kevin's are, or Ketrin's already bashing. Yeah. Am Ketrin, I bashing? Kevin Williamson. Am I bashing? I think... We're just I kidding. We love some, Kevin Williamson. I do. I think she it's ends good up old, making jokes about the writing a lot. I think it's some good old fashioned ribbing. All right. Dead or Alive. Jill. Hmm. Alive. Charlie. Dead. Robbie. Dead. Kirby. Dead. Olivia. Dead. Judy. Dead. Allison. Dead. Kate. Dead. And Trevor. Dead. Just giving it a shot. Killing them all. I feel like Scream usually gets a pretty high kill count, but we'll see. (laughs) I can't tell if Ketron's face is yesak or surprisingly good. I know. And I knew that that face would be uninterpretable. So we'll have to find out what that face meant at the end. Okay. Scream four. Yay. So this was made in 2011. 2011. So 11 <laughs> years ago. 11 years ago. And then before that. That I don't know. It was probably like know. 10 years or something. Yeah. Something like that. Okay. So. Don't quote bring, me. I bring, 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 bring. Phone. Hello. Yeah. Brunette number one answers the phone hello and it's Ghostface being Ghostface and she's like wrong number brunette number two asks who was that and she says "Ugh, no one she says we're gonna go see Saw 4 tonight and she's like I hate torture porn and the other girl is like I think Jigsaw's creative and then the other girl says, but you don't care about the characters, uh, so it's not fun when they die. I agree with you, brunette yeah. number one or two. Yeah, who knows? I don't even know which one is brunette number one or two, but it's two <laughs> brunette girls. Uh, brunette two uh, is texting someone on her little, you know, this is a flippy phone Flip from phone. 2011. Like um, a like sidekick? Yes, sidekick. I had one of those, yeah, yeah, like yeah, a horizontal yeah. one. Yes, yes, yes. And uh, brunette number two is like, who are you texting? And she's like, this Facebook stalker. And she's like, delete him. And she's like, no, I mean, I did. But he hacked his way back in. 
And she's like, uh, no. Report him. <laughs> she's like, report him. And she's like, but he's really hot, though. I don't care. Yeah. I didn't ask any questions in this one because it was just like dumb choices all around. So <laughs> there was nothing. But she's like, he's really hot, though. She shows him a picture, but it's like just neck, neck to dick, you know? Neck so we're just to seeing- dick. Oh, just abs. Yeah. And, uh, and brunette number one is like, Bitch, that's Channing Tatum. Like, <laughs> you're, you're being, being You're being Channing fished for sure. <laughs> and then the phone rings again. And it's motherfucking Ghostface again to brunette number one. But this time he says, you hang up on me, I'll cut through your neck till I feel bone. And brunette number one says, it's for you. <laughs> what? And... So Brunette number two is like, who's this? And Ghostface says, the last person you're going to see alive. And Brunette number two is like kind of freaked out. Sure. Understandably. I don't like that. Yeah. And she's like, are the doors locked? And Brunette number one is like not really concerned. Like she basically is like, it's your dumb Facebook stalker boy. Like she's kind of like he's fucking with you. And then the phone rings again and Brunette number two says, don't answer it. One of them then, oh, I guess it's not a beeper. I guess it is her phone, but it like, I yeah. So she pulls it up and she's like, it's a text message. And it, and she's like, stalker boy says, answer the phone. Like, Fuck. Channing Fish is, is ghost face. Channing, Channing Fish is ghost face. Spoiler alert, Channing Tatum is the killer in, in Scream 4. <laughs> God damn it. Uh, sorry to spoil it. I know. I'm so sorry. Um, Then we hear. Oh, hello. Knock on the door. <laughs> yes. Why was that my reaction? That was so knee jerk. It was weird. And it like <laughs> fell out of you. Like you didn't even know that you I were. Know. It just like could have. I'm lucky the word hello even came out. It could have been just any sound. Hello? <laughs> Just really in it. It's great storytelling. Go on. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> hello. Question number one. <laughs> what do you do? What do they do? Uh, do they open the door? I'm not fucking opening that door. I'm fucking locking everything, grabbing knives, calling uh, the police, and pulling the fire alarm. Where do I live? I don't know. <laughs> fire alarm at my house okay (laughs) but sure (laughs) i don't know am i in college or something i don't know what i am no they're in a big giant house but you wouldn't have done that double ding now you almost only got one ding if you had just said don't open the door you wouldn't have gotten a point but you had a whole bunch of other shit that you were gonna do so brunette number one goes to open the door she's the one who's like it's your dumb Facebook stalker. It's probably just someone we know. Blah, 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 blah. And brew number number two is like, who is it? And I'm like, oh, so now you're cautious. You've been talking to a fucking Facebook stalker who hacked himself back into your life. And now you're concerned. Mm-hmm. And uh, her beeper beeps again, her phone. <laughs> and it says, I dare you to open the door. 
cool. Go fuck yourself. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, I dare you to go fuck yourself. So sorry. You're not going to get me with a dare. Yeah. Stranger not, or someone I know. Yeah. I'm not on the second grade playground. Um, <laughs> I double dog dare you. <laughs> well, Ooh. now I have to. That changes everything. So blonde or brunette number fucking two goes and opens the goddamn door and walks out onto the porch. So now we just see her through the doorway and we're just like waiting for Ghostface mm-hmm, to come from mm-hmm. one side or the other. We're just like, it's happening. Uh, nothing fucking happens. Text message goes off again. Brunette number two reads it and it says, I'm not outside. I'm right beside you. Snap from inside. Yeah. Brunette number one turns so she's walked back in when brunette number two is stabbed she goes to run back out but a second ghost face is it a second <laughs> ghost face <laughs> two chains two chains yeah Yo, <laughs> ooh, ooh, yeah. who's not sure how many people there are now yeah. i did get I'm is this one chain. chain or two chain one ghost face or two ghost face Ooh. Yeah. Who can't little... figure it out now? It's it's me. I can't. What? Okay. Ghostface slits her throat. So they're both they're both dead. Okay. Right? And then we see stab six come up on the screen. <gasps> it's a movie. TV is turned off. Anna Paquin and Kristen Bell are oh, sitting on the couch watching it. Oh, I know them. Anna is not having it. Anna's like, we're watching the death of horror as we know it. That was terrible. She's like, it's just a bunch of teens sitting around deconstructing horror. It's been done to death. And Kristen is like, I like them. She's like, it could really happen, which is why I think it's cool. And Anna's like, I'm just so done. There's no element of surprise anymore. You can see everything coming. Kristen stabs her in the stomach. What? And she's like, did that surprise you? And Anna's like, <laughs> blood coming out. Why? It did surprise Kristen, me. Yeah. And Kristen says, because you talk too much. Now shut the fuck up and watch the movie. Stab seven. <laughs> Wait, what's happening? <laughs> TV turns off. Two more blondes sitting on the couch watching the movie. Okay. So we have like a Russian doll situation of, of movies. movies. Okay. Of girls on couches. Okay. Okay. So we have blonde number one is like, oh, my God, I love it. I've seen it like five times. And blonde number two is like, I don't get it. And she's like, it's a movie within a movie. And she's like, but it doesn't make sense. Like, does that mean that like the end of stab six is the beginning of stab? Like, it doesn't it doesn't line up like she's taking issue with like how it would actually happen. Okay. And blonde number one is like, you're overthinking it. And then blonde number two says, I did not say this, Kevin Williamson. Blonde number two says this. Or was whoever wrote it underthinking? Ooh. Oh, I did not say that. I well, think that means whole, Kevin said it. That's Kevin within a that's Kevin. It, the, well, the one Kevin said it to the, to other, the other Kevin. Kevin. That's yeah. correct. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. correct. Very meta. I love this Russian doll stab fest. I think it's great. So... She's like, uh, I can't believe you'd never seen it before. She's like, I mean, we live in Woodsboro. 
And she's like, and the other one is like, aren't the first three all based on true stories? So basically, like, blonde number two is like, how do you not know, like, what these movies right. are about? Yeah. Like the true blonde stories. Num- yeah. Blonde num- number one. Then here's something upstairs. And blonde number two is like, I know you're trying to scare me. Like, I know you're going upstairs to scare me. And blonde number one is like, no, I'm not. She goes upstairs, she goes into her room, and the window is open. Uh-oh. And she's like, I, I must have left my window open. I, I don't know. Phone rings. Blonde number two, who's still downstairs, mm-hmm. answers it. It's Ghostface. <gasps> she's like, and Ghostface is like, who's this? She's like, Marnie, who's this? says this is the last person you're gonna see alive <laughs> and then we realize it's blonde number one uh, upstairs in her room using a voice her. thingy and she's like oh my god you're such a <coughs> blonde number two is heard with her throat slit on the phone and blonde number one is like good one marnie she goes downstairs the phone is on the floor And she's like, good job leaving the phone on the floor. All the lights go out. She's like, and the lights out? You should direct horror movies. The phone rings and she's like, oh, man, your timing is impeccable. Problem is you don't have the app that I have on the phone, on my phone. So you're not going to be able to do the voice. Blah, blah, blah. I'm going to kill you. You better start running. And she's like, oh, I guess you do have the thing on your phone. Marnie's body is thrown through the window. (laughs) In comes Ghostface. Blonde number one runs to the front door. So she was thrown in like through like glass French doors, you know. Uh uh Blonde number one runs to the front door. It's got the chain on it. Right. Question number two, what do you do? What does she do? And Ghostface is behind me. Like, on you. Like, so close to you. Like, he hasn't grabbed you, but, like, you must get away from him in real time. Right, right, right. (laughs) Is unlock the chain an option? Like, I don't have time, is what you're saying. No. Which is why those chains really make me nervous. Like, in real life, they make me really nervous. Interesting. Something inside the house. How are you going to unchain the chain? Interesting. I've never seen I've never seen someone unchain the chain in a timely manner, even when there is no hurry. Right. But I've seen the chain work from the inside to the outside, you know. Sure, sure. Yes, so, I have seen that. So it's a, the chains it's a, it's a it's a it's a gamble. Sort of a two chain situation. <laughs> <laughs> to chain or not to chain. To chain or not to chain. That is exactly. the question. Yeah. Yeah. I have like a you know hotel room you, loopy a, thing a hooky yeah mm-hmm. that i like better yeah, it's a quick flip yeah all right does she run up the stairs and then do i do i have other doors it's a pretty big house i think you can assume like any house we are in in this movie you have all the doors front door back door french door all the doors hmm what am i gonna do i think i'm going to run Away towards the, like, any type of weapon situation. So, like, 
if I run by the TV, throw that behind me. Maybe run towards the knife block and just like throw pokies Mm -hmm. and then run out the other door and get to like a neighbor's house or something. I'm going to give you two dings for that. I think that was really good doing the old, the old toss shit in my path as I run thing. I, it's one of those things where, like, I don't I don't even know if there's two ghost faces right now. So uh, <laughs> I don't know if it's going to work, but I think it's worth a try. It's better than running up the stairs. <laughs> so Also, even if there were two ghost faces, they were in stab six or something. I don't know, right. you know if we're in real life or exactly. stab seven right now. Exactly. So yeah. it's hard to say what's happening. So she runs up we're the stairs. We're in a Kevin within a Kevin. We are in a Kevin within a Kevin. So she runs up the stairs and she's sort of like – ducks into a part of the hallway where it's very dark. So, like, she kind of scoots in and she can't be seen now. In that little dark area, there appears to be a door to an attic slash the inside of the walls, okay? Fascinating. I'm just going to describe what I saw because I can't figure out the blueprint of this house. But she goes in there. She closes the door. I almost asked this as a question, but it would have been too easy. She closes the door and then proceeds to put her ear up against the door rather than running in the opposite direction. (laughs) And so, of course, he stabs through it Ah. and busts down the door. So now she's running. Okay. Okay. She's running through what appears to be like between the walls. Fascinating. You know? But then she comes out into the garage. Fascinating. So that's what I'm seeing. And uh, but before she can get into the garage, he stabs her like in the spine, like directly in the spine. And so now she's like crawling, like trying to army crawl. The garage door is open. She's trying to crawl through the Mm -hmm. garage door. Mm -hmm. He just all chill as fuck. Presses the button. Closes the button and it just smashes down on her spine. And then he lifts it again. And we see that she like is not dead but can't move. She's like paralyzed. Could really sue that garage door company for that safety feature. I mean, it's not supposed to close. It is not supposed to close. So Actually, that's so funny because then it's, we close and it's – the next is a courtroom drama about that family suing the garage company. Oh, that's what, this movie's about. That's what yeah. Stop 7 is? It is, yeah. Um, so he goes over and just very chill, grabs her feet, drags her back in and stabs her forever. If there's anyone who knows how to stab forever. It's Ghostface. It's Ghostface. He's a Sammy. <laughs> he is. Sorry, that. Just kidding. <laughs> He's a killer. Then we see Scream 4. <laughs> Okay, Yay! so now we're so real that life. was that that we just watched is was the, real, the real life, yeah. Okay, and we're in Woodsboro, and we see that all of the lamp posts have ghost face on them, like someone played a prank and put the ghost face uh, face on okay, all the lamp okay, posts. Okay. Car pulls up. <laughs> I thought it was like a designed by I, Woodsboro. Like they were like, like come to Woodsboro, and <laughs> yeah. I was like. Seems like that's not something they wanted to celebrate, but okay. Yeah, Woodsboro, California, home of lots of murders. <laughs> Come it's Ghostface Day, everybody. Yeah. It really looks like that. So, well, it turns out 
we're not that far off because Sydney pulls up in a car <gasps> and she Our sees girl? all the ghost faces. Mm. Yeah. And then Allison Bree gets out of the same car. Also our girl. Yes. Allison Bree, we learn, is Sydney's publicist. So Allison Bree gets up behind her. And Allison says, What do you think? And Sydney says, Well, I guess it is the anniversary, looking up at all the screams on the ghost faces mm-hmm. on mm-hmm. the lampposts. And Allison Bree says, No, I meant the display. And we realize that there's like a storefront window and there's a display of Sydney's book in the Oh. And Sydney is like, it looks great. And Allison is like, it better. I told the owner I'd kill his cat if he didn't get it right. And I was like, kill her. Kill her. Um, rude. Kill her. I hope she's on I hope she's on your kill list, Ghostface. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> Cut to Dewey Yay! at home. His alarm just went off, so he's getting up out of bed to go be Dewey. And <laughs> Gail is asleep next to him in bed. She doesn't. Yay. Yeah. Still together. Good. Yeah. So we cut to Dewey going out to his car. And as he's about to get in the car, a car like speeds by him. And he's like, hey, 25, stay alive. And it cuts to inside the car. And it's Hayden Panettiere who plays Kirby. And she's like, oh, shit. Sorry, Sheriff. So um, we're now with Kirby. Kirby is pulling up to a house to pick up her friend for school, I guess. And Emma Roberts comes out. Mm. Emma Roberts, who plays Jill. Kirby and Jill. Kirby and Jill. And she gets into the car and she's like, before you get in, you have to promise not to kill me. Yes, Kim? Question? Question in the front? I just kind of like the name Kirby, I think. I like it too, except it makes me think of that little uh, video game, Kirby, who was like uh, that little pink cloud man. Well, now you ruined it. I I'm it was a Kirby sorry. that I knew in college, and he was very cute, and he always wore an Ithaca is gorgeous, but like gorgeous t-shirt. Oh, like gorgeous. Like gorgeous. Yeah, 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 yeah. Gorgeous. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I like the name Kirby. I wish I didn't remember that, might have that been his last video game. Yeah. Cool. Good good talk. Anyway. Good talk. So, <laughs> uh, uh, Little Pink Powder Puff says, before you get in, promise you won't kill me. And Jill is like, what? And she's like, Trevor called me last night. And she's like, why the fuck is Trevor calling my friends? Like, mm-hmm. what's going on? And then another friend gets into the car that she's picking up, like Jill's neighbor. And she gets into the car and she's like, so Trevor called me last night. And Jill's like, what the fuck? Trevor's like, what the fuck? And Jill is like, what did he say? And Olivia, who's the girl in the back, is like, well, he's worried that your cousin coming to town is distracting you from knowing how sorry he is. And Jill is just like, shut up. (laughs) and olivia then says are you excited for your cousin to be here she's like it's pretty crazy like wherever your cousin goes people die and is her cousin sydney Ah! at that moment jill gets a phone call and it's ghostface asking 
what's your favorite scary movie? And she's like, ugh, that was original, and hangs up. Mm -hmm. Then Kirby says, that's so weird. I got a call like that from Marnie the Carney's phone last night. (gasps) Oh, shit. Actually, I think it was Olivia who said that because then uh, Kirby comes to like – goes to like turn around and they're like, Kirby, stop. She like ran a stop sign. Like Mm -hmm. she was like so freaked out. And she was like, sorry, I didn't mean to almost kill us. Cut to Dewey. And he is outside the same kind of area that Sydney's book thing is happening. Like it's like the little town square kind of thing. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And he is telling his deputy, uh, Deputy Judy, to take down all the ghost faces. Rulesy and v. McJudy. Rulesy v. McJudy. And she, re- she really... She really is Rulesy v. McJudy. <laughs> I think this is what she grew up to be. <laughs> oh, this is a bananas. Deputy all right. Woodsboro. Yeah, I can't wait to tell you all about Judy. So uh, she then is like, yeah, take down all the ghost faces. She then is talking to Dewey and she is flirting hard. Oh, shit. With Dewey? Hi, yeah. Oh, shit. Hard. And she asks about Gail, which is a classic flirtation misdirect Mm -hmm. to ask about the significant other. Yeah, totally. Um, And he says she is writing fiction now. And Deputy Judy is like, oh, that's nice. So she's flirty, flirty. And then she's like, do you want a lemon square? She like brought lemon squares. And uh, Dewey's like, uh, I can't. And she's like, it's not cheating on your wife to eat one of my lemon squares. Rulesy V, calm down. Yeah. And Dewey is like, yeah, but it is cheating on my diet. Like, he's mm-hmm. just being very mm-hmm. cute and sweet. Mm-hmm. Then a call comes through to Dewey. Sheriff Dewey now. She's Deputy Judy. He's Sheriff Dewey now. Oh, good for you. And the cop tells Dewey, he's like, you need to get to the Randall house now. So they both hop in the car. Cut to Sydney. And we see that she's on TV being interviewed by Entertainment Tonight or whatever the fuck. Mm -hmm. And Gail is watching it while sitting at her own computer. Sydney on TV is like, uh, you know, I don't blame Gail Weathers anymore. She's like, you know, that was in the past. I'm a different person now. So is she. She's like, it's up to me to not be a victim anymore and to reinvent myself. And uh, Gail then turns the video off and she's like, okay, time to reinvent myself. <laughs> and she like sits down and we just see that it's like a blank page that just says chapter one. And oh, she's no. just like, I don't know what to fucking write. <laughs> and like writes that on the page. Been there. So... We now cut to Woodsboro High School. And you see it. Kids milling about sure. on the lawn. Yeah. And we see two film nerds. Okay. We got Robbie Mercer, film mm-hmm. nerd number one. Okay. And this motherfucker has a fucking headset with a camera on it pointing outwards. Okay. All right. This is before we had, you know, this is 2011. So we didn't know what kind of tech was going to come through. So this was a pretty good estimation, you know, someone who's filming their daily life. And his friend, 
is Kieran Culkin. I love Kieran Culkin. So he plays Charlie. Oh my God, I love him. So they're like, they're like the Randys. Right, sure. Okay. Totally. And he comes up and uh, Robbie, who's camera guy, is like, talking to the girls walking up and they're all just like get out of my face it's like olivia jill and kirby and then he's like kirby kirby i just want to ask you what's your favorite scary movie and kirby like looks into the camera and she's like bambi and walks off and which i was like that's true like that's a very scary movie more sad but it's it's just and traumatic and yes it's really it's upsetting it's just really upsetting it's upsetting so as she walks away, Charlie is like, that was that was funny, Kirby. And she just kind of like <laughs> looks back at him and gives him a look. And Robbie is like, she doesn't know you exist. And Charlie is like, no, she wants me. <laughs> and Robbie's just like, she doesn't. <laughs> so oh, I love Karen Culkin. Yeah, he's got like long hair in this one. Like he's very film nerd in it mm-hmm. but still with like that same amount of like Kieran Culkin confidence that's like what like, where wit. did this come from for you uh, yeah I love him yeah aren't you like kind of attracted to him on succession uh well yeah just like because he's like such a good actor I feel like yeah yeah you know I feel a little I I, I don't know where my att- Thank you for saying it's because he's such a good actor. That's what I'm going to go with when I watch it. You're I'm going to say, character. yeah, I don't think so. I don't want to be. I don't think so. But I sort of am. But then I'm like, no, maybe it's the acting. I think it's the it's the acting. It's the acting. I mean, he's very funny. Like, you know what I mean? So we we do love funny. We do. Um, thank you. You really helped me work through something there. So. <laughs> I'm, I'm here for you. I'm yeah. glad we could do that. Me too. So. Cut to Jill and Kirby at their locker, right? Mm-hmm. And Jill is like, Charlie really likes you. And Kirby's like, and I like him. To tease and torment and torture. <laughs> locker slams. Trevor's behind the locker. Trevor. And he's just like, Ugh, like there. And you can see Trevor. He's played by Nico Tortorelli. Oh, um, yep, 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 yep. Yeah, so he's just Trevor. You can see it. And he wants to talk to Jill, and Jill just keeps walking away from him, and he's, like, so fucking manipulative and green lighty. Mm-hmm. Like, everything he says is just so gross. Like, as she's walking away, he's like, hello, Someone over here cares about you. Someone should have never let you go. Like making it like about her that she won't talk to him when he's also like, you should be grateful that I don't like it was just all very gross. Right. And she turns around and she's like, um, you didn't let me go. When you tell someone you love her and she gives you everything, wink, wink, her mm-hmm. flower. <laughs> Mm-hmm. And then you just go out with someone else. That's called dumping her. That's betrayal. And she walks That's away. That's right, queen. I also yes. just spent this entire uh, talk 
digging through something in my head because you were like, he's all manipulative and green lighty. And I was mm. like, green lighty? What's green lighty? And then I wrapped it around and figured out you meant gas lighty. It is what I meant. Thank you. Gas lighty. Green lighty. Wow. I was about to be like, what's green lighty? And then I yeah. I thought it through. And then you figured it out. Yeah. You figured it Yep. I don't even I don't I appreciate you correcting it for the Sammies because if this 100%. was just a conversation between the two of us, I just kept that would have just gone unnoticed. I would have thought I said green light, <laughs> uh, gaslight. gaslight. She would have. Yeah. Nice job, Kim. So we now cut to Sid at the bookstore. And she's doing that thing where authors like read an excerpt from their book. Right. You mm-hmm. know, and then people clap. <laughs> Gail walks in. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for impersonating clapping for me. I needed to show Kim what clapping was. Uh, Right before (laughs) she's finished, Gail walks in and she's just kind of standing in the back. And Sydney sees her, closes the book, walks over and she's like, hi, Gail. And like they hug and she's like, I'm really glad you came. And so they're like uber chill now. Like they're friends. They're good. Yeah. I mean, if we remember the ending of our last one, they were all at Sydney's house together. Yes. Yes, but, like, they've definitely, like, maintained their good. So yeah. uh, up coming up behind her is Dewey. And she's like, Dewey? And she, like, gives him a big hug. And Dewey's like, I'm sorry, Sid. I'm actually on official police business. He's like, I need everyone to stay where you are. And, like, Jude, Deputy Judy comes in. She's like, yeah, stay where you are. Like, she's <laughs> annoying McJudy. <laughs> she's the worst. <laughs> What is and, Rosie V. McJudy from? It's from um, um, Summer uh, Camp one. Uh, sleepover Camp? Short shirts. It's Sleepover. Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. It's green lights. Sleepover Camp? Sleepover Camp. No, it's Day Camp, actually. Day we camp. Did, we yeah. didn't have Sleepover Camp. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp. Um. So, yeah, Rulesy V. McJudy grew up to be this really annoying deputy. In Woodsboro, In Woodsboro, California. Yeah. I had, did you know that this was the same universe? I, no, I, <laughs> I did not. That sleepaway camp is that the she same came universe back to as life all the screens. Also yeah. From <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> or she yeah. survived, I guess, the, yeah, the she curling survived. thing. Yeah, she survived, but the timing doesn't quite work out, so they must have, like, cryogenically frozen her. I don't know. This is just all canon. I don't know how I sleepover camps work. Yeah. <laughs> Urban. You've never been to the cryogenic chamber at a sleepaway camp? I, I haven't. I didn't. They didn't have those at my. Yeah. Well, you missed out. You so, know, we all know you had a fancier childhood. I was cryogenically frozen every summer. <laughs> I summered in a cryogenic <laughs> freezer. <laughs> That's why I look so young. Mm, I'm actually 74. did great things for you. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, locking everything down. <laughs> Got it. And Gail is like, Gail is like, what's going on? And motherfucking Deputy Judy comes in here and like steps in front of Gail and is like, I'm sorry, ma'am. Please step back and let us handle this. Bish, excuse me. That's basically what Gail says. She's like, I'm talking to my husband. And Dewey is like, okay, ladies, he's like, listen, a phone was taken from the scene of a crime. We traced it back to these coordinates. So he picks up his phone and he calls the number of the stolen phone. Mm -hmm. And he's like listening, you know, inside. 
a cop outside goes, it's over here, sheriff. Uh, he walks out. It's ringing in a trunk of a car. Okay. Sydney follows him out. And he's like, Sydney, stand back. And she's like, no, Dewey, that's my rental. Oh, fuck. Fuck. So, Why won't you Sydney, leave me alone? Why won't you no. leave me alone? I've already had to move out to the woods and I come back for one fucking day. One fucking day. I mean, leave also, me like, maybe don't schedule your book tour on the anniversary of all the murders in Woodsboro, but it's fine. It's fine. You no, you are the I victim. Need to make money, I was victim bitch. blaming. Yeah. No, I take it back. I recant my statement. Thank so you. they open the trunk. It is full of blood covered Sydney Prescott books with a knife and a phone. Good lord. Sydney says, Please tell me this is a prank. And Dewey's like, afraid not. So Sydney's like, great! <laughs> it's happening again! Fucking fantastic! God damn it! So, cut to a classroom at Woodsboro. Like, how and many we, ghost faces do I need to kill? Like, I killed so many. I'm tired. We're working, we're working up into double digits at this point. Of how many ghost faces she has killed. Cut to a classroom and every student getting a text message at the same time. And the teacher being like, I guess somebody want to tell me what's going on? And one of the kids is like, Jenny and Marnie were stabbed last night. Mm. Robbie Mercer is in the class and he turns on his camera and he's like, another murder in Woodsboro. And they're like, shut the fuck up, Robbie. (laughs) (laughs) And so now we cut to reporters outside of the school, just like swarming the outside of the school. Cut to Gail at the police station. And as she walks in, everyone was like, hey, first lady. Like, it's very cute. Like, Mm -hmm. she just walks in like she owns the place. Um, But then she goes to like Dewey's office and goes to go in. And fucking McJudy is like, I'm sorry. He's in a a meeting right now. Mm -hmm. And she's like, bitch, I will fucking end you. (laughs) And she's like, he's talking to Sydney and she kind of like pushes past her and opens the door. And she's like, Dewey, can you please explain to Betty Crocker that I have every right to be here? Turns out he was like interviewing Sydney, right? Mm -hmm. And he's, (laughs) he's sort of like, Gail, please. And like, (laughs) in his Dewey way. Yeah. I love it. And like pulls her in and he's like, (laughs) Because she says, like, there's a murder or something like that. And he's like, that is privileged information. And she's like, it's all over the internet, Dewey. Like, she's like, do you know what the internet is? (laughs) So she's like, I want to help solve this crime. Mm -hmm. And he's like, you can't. Like, you're not a police officer. And she's like, I literally wrote the book on this. Like, actually, I like I literally wrote. I, I wrote it right. and I helped solve this three times. Like, right. I am helping you. And he's like, I can't let you help. And she's like, fine. Then I'm going rogue. And she, like, leaves the office. Mm-hmm. But before she leaves, she says to McJudy, 
Also, your lemon squares taste like ass. <gasps> Gail! <laughs> but then Dewey comes out and he's like, they don't taste like ass. They really don't. <laughs> <laughs> Dewey, I love it. He's so cute. Oh my gosh. P.S. He looks zaddy oh, in yeah? this next movie. Nice. Have you seen? Like, he just, like, he's not goofy anymore. Like, he is... No, I've avoided all um, all things. All, I haven't seen any trailers. All I'm talking about is posts. Like, oh, that's photos. It. Yeah, okay. literally. Yeah, that's yeah. It. I could see um, that. I could see that. Yeah. He's looking. Good for him. He's he's Deputy Daddy. Deputy Daddy. Oh, I'm so sorry. Sheriff Zaddy. He has been promoted. Excuse me. Yeah. Sheriff Zaddy. Yes. So at this point, another cop comes up and he's like, we have three people to talk to about this. And Dewey goes in <clears throat> and Sid goes in as well. Like, I'm like, Sydney is also not a cop, but <laughs> whatever. It's fine, I guess. And it's our three girls. So it's Olivia, Jill, and Kirby sitting oh, in like. right. Yeah. Okay. And uh, Sydney gives Jill a hug and, you know, Her hey, cousin. cousin. Yeah. And Kirby is like, yeah, like. They got a call from Ghostface, you know, like Ghostface from the movies and your life. (laughs) (laughs) And they have a discussion about like whether or not Kirby is going to be the one to live because she's the only one who didn't get a call from Ghostface kind of thing, blah, blah, blah. And Sydney is like, I think I need to leave town. And Dewey is like, you can't. Like now it's like a crime investigation. Like you can't leave now. But like (sighs) maybe it'll help. Maybe, yeah. Maybe me not being here would be good. Yeah, but he's like, no, you can't. For you guys. <sighs> so now we cut to Allison Bree on the phone, and she is getting very excited about the murders. So she's basically, because <laughs> she's just like, book sales, this is great. Could the timing be better? And it's very Allison <laughs> Bree energy. I love her. Um, and she sees Gail. And so she, like, hangs up with whoever she's talking to and starts, like, geeking out over Gail. And she's like, oh, my God. Like, I admire you so much, blah, 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 blah. And she's like, and I just love that, like, you and Dewey are together. Like, how long have you been married? And Gail's like, 10 years. And she's like, oh, my God, just like the movies, which is so funny because in real life you guys would never. And then she, like, stops herself, which is, like, so meta because uh-huh, they're, uh-huh. they were together and the blah, 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 <laughs> in real life. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> yep. And Allison Bree is like, I think you're so brave for leaving the business. Any plans to revamp your tarnished brand? Trying to like get her as a client, basically. Mm-hmm. And Gail turns to her and is like, I'm going to revamp your face. And then like walks away and she's like, still got it. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now we cut to now we're at Jill's house. So now we're we're at Jill's, Jill's house. Yes. And we're with Kirby and Jill's mom, okay? And we learn that Jill's mom and Sydney's mom were sisters. Oh wow. Okay. And so she's a press cop. Yes. And so Kirby is like being insensitive, asking questions, and she's just like, "Man, I wonder like if she has like scars talking about Sydney, right? And Jill's mom is like, no one ever asked me about my scars. 
And Jill is like, she's talking about like knife wounds, mom. And she's like, oh, well, still, like clearly her mom is just like feels like she doesn't get enough attention, I guess. I don't know. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm like, I don't know. Your sister was brutally murdered and someone keeps trying to murder your niece and you're want people to ask you questions. Like, what do you want us to ask <laughs> She's you? She's like, what about me? Hello? Yeah. Well, I don't know. What do you want to tell us, lady? What What do you got going on? So um, so we just get some backstory. We just kind of learned that. Cut to Sid and Dewey sitting up in, you know, the guest room where Sydney's going to stay. She's staying with Jill. And she's like, Dewey, how are you? And he's like, it's been hard. And he's like, it's been hard on Gail, you know, small town, small town husband. Mm. And Sydney just kind of like, you know, nods her <clears throat> head. And Dewey is like, sometimes when you think things can't get any worse, they don't. Maybe they'll get better. Yeah. And, yeah. Totally. Yeah. And, uh, Sydney is like, yeah, you guys have, like, been through a lot. And he's like, yeah, we'll get through this. Sid. Oh, he leaves, I guess. She closes the door. Cut to Jill coming into her room, which looks identical to Sydney's room from Scream 1. Like, I'm just like, is she living in the same house? Interesting. Like, it's the same fucking layout, the entire house. It's very strange. Okay. So she goes into her room. Trevor is there. He's just in her room just, like, being a fucking creep. And she's like, you don't get to be in my bedroom anymore. Like, get out. And he's like, don't you think you'd be safer with me around? Not sure. No. And she's like, I don't trust you. And then he says the least trustworthy thing. He says, I'm going to have to make you trust me. (laughs) How are you going to do that? Why did you say it so threateningly? Right. that You're bad at this. <laughs> then we get a knock on the door and Sydney comes in and she's like, oh, I'm so sorry. And she's like, this is my ex. He was just leaving. And he's like, yeah, uh, cool meeting you. Keep meaning to pick up your book. You're uh, you're smaller in person. And then like jumps out the window or whatever. Cool, bro. Bye. What a loser. And Sydney is just like looking at Jill and Jill's like, what? And she's like, you remind me of um, me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've seen this scene before. <laughs> Except it was with Skeet. And ah! that was definitely. Skeet, 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 skeet. <laughs> you can't really fuck with the original. <gasps> so, I love him. I really love him. Yeah. So she tells Jill to lock the window. Sydney leaves. Sydney leaves the room. Judy is yeah. standing right there. Judy. And she's like standing in the dark like a creep, like upstairs. In the hallway? And she's Yeah. And she's just like, sorry, just making my rounds. And like kind of slowly walking out of the darkness <laughs> like a fucking creep. And she's like, you don't remember me, do you? And no, should I? He's like, no. And Judy is like, we went to high school together. We were in Peter Pan. I was a lost boy and you played Tiger Lily. (laughs) 
I had a rough fucking high school experience, Judy. So <laughs> she at least acknowledges that because Sydney just very – I always get really uncomfortable in those situations when somebody's like, do you remember me? And I'm just like, no, but should I? <laughs> and it's like so embarrassing, so I always try to overcompensate. But I really respected Sydney in this where she was just like, I'm sorry, I don't remember you. That was a really long time ago. Like doesn't make any – you know, she's mm-hmm. just like, I don't. And Judy says, yeah, yeah, you had a lot going on back then. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So now we cut to a cop car outside Jill's house, two cops in it. One is the guy who plays the lead in Blackish. Is his name Anthony Anderson? I think so. Anthony Anderson. Okay. And Adam Brody. Adam Brody and Anthony Anderson cop duo. Yes. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. So it was just interesting to like see all of this play out because it's like now Anthony Anderson like has his own fucking TV show. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But like this. he, Yeah. So uh, they're just having cop talk and uh, they see someone walk past the car and Haas, who is Adam Brody, is like, oh, that's Olivia. She lives next door. So, like, yeah, they live next door to each other. Olivia and lives next door. She was the backseat girl. Correct. Okay. Yeah. So now we cut to Jill and Kirby up in Jill's room, and they're watching Shaun of the Dead. Fun. And Olivia calls them. And she says, she like calls them from like, her driveway so she's like looking up at the window as she talks to them okay and she's like yeah i don't want to come up they invite her up and she's like i don't want to come up while the reaper is there (laughs) so she's scared of sydney so olivia goes i mean fair point next door seems dangerous too though to be honest like yeah you're still in the vicinity like i go to go to prague like just get <laughs> yeah. out of there. <laughs> get out of this town. Yeah. While she is just there. Go somewhere else. So she hangs up and then Jill is like, watch this. Cut to Olivia answering the phone. And it's stupid fucking Jill being like, Well, do you like scary movies? Uh, uh-huh. And Olivia's like, shut the fuck up, whatever. So does she have Jill, a voice changer thing? No. Or she's just, just hearing it like that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So now it's Jill talking to Olivia on her cell phone. And she's like, are you going to Stabathon? And Jill's like, no, my mom doesn't let me go to that. Kirby now gets a call on her phone. So now we were they're both on the phone with somebody. And Kirby answers and it's fucking Ghostface. And Kirby says, to Jill, she's like, it's Trevor. He's pretending to be Ghostface. And he's like, I want to talk to Jill. And Kirby's like playing along with it. She's like, she's like, she's not here right now, blah, blah, blah. Like just playing along. And then she's, he's uh, getting agitated. She's like, come on, aren't you supposed to ask me a question? And Ghostface says, how is Shaun of the Dead? (gasps) She's like, how did you know that? And he says, I'm in the closet. Question three. What do you do? What do they do? I'm going to jump out the window 
call everyone. Call the police and my family inside the house and be like, check the closet. Ah. Um, I think they're going to check the closet. Double ding. Yes. Emergency. Emergency. Whatever you can do. <laughs> sound the alarm. Emergency. I'm just stand on the roof and yell emergency. <laughs> yeah. Emergency. <laughs> like Kristen and the bug. Yes. In Seattle. <laughs> Again, making fun of the one person that does not listen to the podcast. I think this is three episodes in a row. <laughs> oh, that's the most I've ever laughed in my entire life. That's truly... It's truly really great. I wonder if Kristen will ever listen to this. Probably not. So, <laughs> uh, Kirby is staring at the closet and she's like, don't be an idiot. There's cops all over. And Ghostface says, I think I'll have enough time just to slice one of you up. Kirby slowly goes over to the closet and Jill's like, what are you doing? And she opens it, mm. moves the clothes out of the way. Nothing. And Kirby says, liar. And he says, I never said your closet. And they're like, no. Across the street at Olivia's. I knew the next door wasn't safe. <laughs> Ghostface comes out of her closet and stabs her. No. And Olivia, girl, you should have gone to Prague. Right. Go to Prague. That, that's our last words. I should have gone, <laughs> I should to, have Prague. gone to Prague. <laughs> so it was a br- it was a brutal kill scene. Stabby like stab. it was stabbing and throwing and like stunt work from Olivia. Like it was good. It was a really good death scene. Wow. And Question four. So Kirby and Jill can watch it directly across the street through Olivia's window. Sydney hears it. Okay. So what do you do and what do Kirby and Jill do? I am. One of us keep an eye on Ghostface, make sure everything's, but like keep an eye on the window. Okay. And. The other, go get all the cops that are already in our house and also call other cops and make sure I try to keep an eye on him. Okay. That's what I'm doing. All right. And they are, who, 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 you're asking me what they do? Jill and Kirby. Jill and Kirby. I think they like run into the house like. Screaming like for the Rosie McJudy and everybody. One point for you. Okay. They um, watch the show. Uh, that was going to be my second option. Screaming at the window, watching the show. <clears throat> Sydney runs outside. The cops are not in the car. They're making what? their rounds. I don't. I. I uh, you fucked up, guys, because I think one of you is supposed to stay in the car. Why neither of them were in the car, I don't know, but neither of them were in the fucking car. So the cops are not there. Question five, what do you do? What does Sydney do? I think Sydney 
runs into the house next door. She is ready to fucking fight always. She's like, what's up, bitch? (laughs) Come and try to kill me now. But she's like already, she probably has weapons on her body, probably. Okay. She definitely is weaponized and fucking runs in the neighbor's house. Okay. I um, I don't want to be quite as aggressive as um, Sydney. I'd rather not have to. I mean, I guess okay. if I'm Sydney, I've killed so many fucking ghost face already. But but also, like, I don't know if you like. I'm so tired. Love killing. Yeah, right. Um, I am gonna weaponize myself mm-hmm. and call Dewey, sound the alarm to everyone. Emergency! 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 <laughs> Emergency. <clears throat> Double ding. So. She goes into the house by breaking a window in the front door. She runs upstairs to Olivia's room. She's too late. The room is Dexter-style blood splatter. Wow. I mean, red wedding in Game of Thrones level <laughs> Oh, of man. Okay. Remember that it moment is, in time? Oh, man. How, how much, like, our world intense. shattered in that moment? That intense. Um. Olivia's on the bed and her intestines are out, dude. Wow. Like she's sliced and diced. Yikes. Um, Sydney's phone rings and she's like, what? And Ghostface is like, welcome home. And she's like, Ugh. kind of that, like kind of that reaction. She's like, why, why, why not just kill me? And he's like, it's not all about you. You're not the star anymore. This And she's like, this isn't a fucking movie. Mm-hmm. She's like, come for me, coward. And he's like, you've made a killing off of this. But what about the town you left behind? I'm going to slit your eyelids in half so you can't blink when I stab you in the face. Slit okay. my eyelids in half. That's interesting. <laughs> so she's oh that was a good one nice that was new I haven't heard that one before <laughs> I was picturing that okay. yeah yeah Great. yeah interesting uh so she compliments him on his, on his <laughs> creativity I mean even just like getting only the eyelids and right that, yeah, it's impressive because you yeah, want to have my eyeball open and available yeah just to exactly. watch so yeah yeah great knife work Kim great knife work must be a yes. chef I'm getting clues. Our first clue. <laughs> so Detective Burns. So <clears throat> he he then continues and says, "You'll die when I want you to, not a moment sooner or later." Okay. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> I want the next scream to just be Sydney being like, "Blah blah blah." <laughs> yeah, you're gonna slit my eyelids. Yeah, I get it. I've So Jill calls Sydney from downstairs. So Jill has now come to the house, and Sid is like, "Don't look in there." Oh, she comes up the stairs, I guess. So she comes mm, into the house, comes yeah. up the stairs. And she's like, do not look. And literally, like, blocks her way. And Jill is just, like, staring at her. And she's like, Olivia said you were the angel of death. <laughs> oh, she was right. Ghostface! Ah! Ghostface comes out from, I don't know, uh, and uh, slices Jill's arm. But Sydney is able to, like, 
kind of wrap herself around him kind of and so they both fall down the stairs basically okay. okay and they sort of get up and she kicks him in the face like a fucking nice badass bitch. bitch right as this happened the cops walk in she turns to be like cops he's right here he's gone he disappeared god damn it he's a ghost face face <laughs> zing zing a ding ding so Sid then calls for Jill like who's still upstairs like holding her arm that got sliced mm-hmm. and Jill is like don't like Jill's like don't touch me mm. at that moment Trevor comes in <gasps> why is he here nearby why is he so close hmm? suspiciously suspiciously and he goes straight to Jill and Jill lets him. Kirby also comes in. So they're both like kind of cradling Jill. Like, are you okay? Perkins, Anthony Anderson, then comes over to ask Sydney if she's okay. And all Sydney says is, you should look upstairs. Oof. We now cut to a crowd that has gathered outside of Olivia's house. Mm-hmm. And there's an ambulance, you know, all the things mm-hmm, there. Mm-hmm. And then we hear people from the crowd this was truly shocking to me like as a moviegoer i was like people are cruel this was upsetting so sydney is standing out there ambulances people people are dead and people are standing on the other side of the caution tape being like it's all your fault sydney you're just like your mother i mean you don't you don't need to say that is that blow. so fucking rude i'm like do you think sydney like what what do you talk it was yeah it hurt my heart it really oh, hurt my feelings Sid, yeah girl so yeah don't talk about my friend like that yeah so dewey asks dewey gets there and he asks hoss and perkins like what the fuck happened and i guess what happened is like they saw Ghostface at one point Mm-hmm. And so they tried to chase him and the other one tried to, like, cut him off, like, go around the other way. And they ended up just meeting each other. So they're like, we don't know what happened. It's like he's a ghost is what Face. they said. <laughs> yeah. Face. Yeah. So now we cut to the hospital. And motherfucking Robbie Mercer with his fucking headset is there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he's loving this, you know, reporting to his live audience or whatever the fuck. Gail has a light bulb. Bling. Come on. She goes up to Robbie and says, a little off the record. And he's like, can't owe it to my audience. And she's like, turn (laughs) the fucking thing off. (laughs) And he's like, okay, sorry, ma'am. And like turns it off. And she says, I bet you guys know about all the movie buffs at your school. And they're like, uh, yeah, we run the cinema club. (laughs) And is Kieran there? I don't remember. I think they're both there. So Gail is like, how about we work together? She's like, you guys get me the dirt and I'll come visit your little club. And they're like, can you get Sydney instead? She's like, (laughs) "Uh, what the fuck? And she's like, I mean, she's kind of the Daniel Radcliffe to my JK Rowling. And... Uh, Charlie is like, yeah, except without all the box office and book sales. So 
Ooh. Like, yeah. So we now cut to Sydney. So they're going to team up. Okay. So the three of them are going to team up. Okay. Cut to Sydney leaving the doctor's office. Oh, she was in the hospital. Right. So they're like, you're okay, blah, blah, blah. As she's leaving, Allison Bree is like, ah, this is great. Allison. No. I just got off the phone (laughs) with your book people. And she's like, they've already locked you into three more books. Do you see this blank line on this contract here? It's so you can just name your price. And Sydney just looks at her and goes, did you even read my book? <laughs> and Allison goes, I just thought I would wait for the movie. Oh. And Allison is like, listen, you're a victim. You're going to be a victim for your whole life. Just embrace it. All those fucks that need a light at the end of the title, the tunnel so they don't jump off a bridge, get three more books and you get that many more checks. It's a win-win. And Sydney just looks at her and says, I won't be needing you anymore. And Allison's like, what? And as she's walking away, Sydney's just like, you're fired. And leaves. Sydney! Bam! Bitch goes down! Bam! Sid! Super bitch! It was very that energy. Nice callback, Kim. A plus. So, we now cut to Allison leaving. And she's pissed. And she gets into the elevator to go down to the parking garage. Or go up to the parking garage. Sorry, yeah. The parking garage is above the hospital. Um, And she pushes floor six. While she's in the elevator, the lights start to flicker and the elevator kind of shakes. And then it keeps going. Lights come back on. Question six, what do you do? What does she do? I'm in the elevator going to the parking garage. The lights flicker. You're alone in the elevator. You have not yet made it to six. The lights flicker and it kind of was a little wonky, but now it appears to be fine. I mean, I think she just keeps going. Okay. I mean, I don't know. What can I do? My my knowledge of elevator science, <laughs> you know, it's kind of like, even if I... Yeah. Okay. Maybe I hit... Okay. Because it's going to keep going up. I can't, yeah. I can't change direction. Mm-hmm. It's once it's on its way, it's on its way. But Correct. maybe I'll hit a number that's lower... Than six, but higher than where I am. So that way I'll stop and get off maybe still in the hospital and get a um, a, uh, a friend, a um, an accompaniment a to – An accompaniment. A security guard uh, accompaniment to okay. my car. Double ding. Yeah. <laughs> I asked that question because I was like, there is a killer – on the loose, you are the publicist for the target. Anything out of the ordinary happens, and I'm calling emergency. Yeah, you got. I fucking stub my toe on a on a, on a on a unidentified twig. I'm calling emergency. <laughs> you got you gotta. I mean, yeah. in normal life, yeah, it's a flicker. You keep going on, but like you're in the target zone. Yeah, that's Big why time. I asked the question because I was just like, yes, it kept going, like it was fine, but like this is not. 
Like you need to be on high alert. You need to be like all not times. alone ever. On your way to Prague. And then Prague. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> not alone on your way to Prague. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and then forever in Prague. Yeah. Enjoy so, your life. I hear it's beautiful. Yeah, just be in Prague. So she <clears throat> is talking to herself in the elevator and she's mm-hmm. like, she's going to call me. She's going to apologize. She gets out of the parking of the elevator onto floor six and she's looking around for a car. And she uses the beepy to beep sure, it. Sure, and she's sure. like, oh, it's over there. Sees it across the way. Her phone rings. And she says, uh, you know, whatever the fuck her name is. And Ghostface says, Sydney Prescott, please. And Allison says, I'm taking all of Sydney's calls right now. May I take a message? And he says, you're the message. And, uh... Allison is like, um, I'm not sure what you mean, but um, I'm in the hospital right now with her. Uh, she can talk to you later. But then she's like holding her fob and she hits the panic button by accident. And so Ghostface is like, sounds like you're in a parking garage all alone. Happy to put you in the hospital too. the morgue. Ah. And so she's like, ah, and runs to her car and she gets into it. Her phone rings again and she's like, no. it was really cute and her car doesn't start no no yeah don't ask me don't ask me what i'm gonna do then she's kind of looking out the windshield and i kind of had to rewind this to look it looks like the hood of the car is like bubbled a little bit okay you know what i mean so she's like what is that and then ghost face jumps down on the hood of the car so she's ah, 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 ghost face on the hood of the car. While this is happening, she sees another car driving through the parking garage. Question seven, what do you do? What does she do? Hand in hand, get out and flag the car down. I got I got to I got to It's all I can do. Hand in, and honk and I don't know. I got to get the car and get out of there. One point for you. Oh, no, okay. she doesn't. She is in a closed windows up car directly in front of a horn and she just is going help help oh, no i gave Bitch, you too much they can't hear Allison, you. Brie. so she's screaming for help needlessly to someone who can't hear her she turns back ghost face is gone from the hood of the car question eight what do you do what does she do so you're in a car that won't drive start i don't know where he is is, has the other car left now? I'm I'm out of that car. Oh, you're out of that my yeah. life. I, I don't broke. know. I wouldn't be here. You'd be in Prague. <gasps> well, let's see. I don't. Uh, I don't. Okay. I think I'm going to call for help on my phone. And arm myself with my keys between my fingers and whatever else I have. Make sure all the doors are locked. I think it might be best to stay inside for the moment. And call for help. And hope they get there before I'm slashed. <laughs> but fight fight like hell. Fight back. Yeah. Um, she either stays in the car or gets out and tries to run. Gotta pick one, Bernsey. 
I think she stays in the car. One point for you. Fuck you. She gets out of the car. Fuck you. Why didn't you get out when the car was there? Right? The other car was there. If you're going to get out, get out then. You fucking derp derp. So also, I have this really cool thing in my car um, that I hopefully will never have to use. But it's specifically for um, slicing your own seatbelt. Like it's like a letter opener mm-hmm. uh, to slice your own seatbelt. And then it's got like a really dense hammer pin on the other side to break specifically designed to break car windows Hmm. so it's like if you're uh in a car accident you can't get out or like whatever you can slice your seatbelt and break the car window and then i also have mace on my keychain so i would fucking fuck ghostface up oh yeah i have mace on my you better believe it yeah i would use that as well um it's just like shocking to me how many women like in horror movies don't have something like that on their keychain. Like, I feel like at this point, it's sort of like cell phones where it's like, you need to figure out a way to write around that in the sense that like, you need to acknowledge that a lot of women, maybe, maybe not all, obviously not all, but a lot of women. I mean, I only got it on my keychain when I lived alone. Mm. I didn't have my, on my keychain before. I've had it before from when I, like, worked in Hollywood, like, late at night when I was, like, bartending yeah. in Hollywood. I've had it, like, in my purse. And yeah. I would, like, hold on to it while I was walking to my car. But, like, also because I had, like, cash on me. But um, before – I yeah, I only just So maybe it's it. not as common. Yeah. I guess I've just, so. like – I've gotten to a point now where I'm, like, I'd like to see someone sort of, like, acknowledge that a lot of women do have – I thought about that in P2 – as well where I was just like would have been interesting if we had seen like how does he deal with pepper spray kind of thing Mm -hmm. anyway yeah well I think it wouldn't have mattered in P2 in P2 yeah not necessarily she slowly gets out of the car and the first thing she does and it's a a shot that I like fucking hate where it's a it's your the camera is underneath the car so you just see her ankles and I'm like those Achilles are about to be slashed. It's like me. It's on the side of my bed. Ah. <laughs> Why is that particular injury like so upsetting? <laughs> Achilles tendon slash is like, it's my Achilles heel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so she looks under the car, nothing. And she stands back up. Her alarm goes ah. off. And she's like, ah! And so she starts running. And then this bitch stops midway. So she's like in this. I cannot with you. Honestly, just die at this point. I'll kill you myself. Yeah. That's unacceptable. What the fuck? So she stops, then runs the rest of the way to the door, which is locked. And the handle breaks off. And she's stibbity stabbed by Ghostface. I mean, good. Honestly. Goodbye. I just don't. Yeah. Listen. She was in a pickle. I'm not going to say she wasn't in a pickle, but I don't feel like she... She did enough to get out of that jar. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. I That's how I felt. Um, okay. So now we cut to Dewey holding a press conference outside the hospital. Okay. And Gail is there because she's rogue now. 
and she pushes her way to the front and she's like asking questions of Sheriff Dewey. <laughs> and he like puts his hand over the microphone and he's like, honey, can we talk about this later? <laughs> <laughs> and he like, he's like, I'm very, we're very close to bringing this under control. And at that moment, a body falls from the uh, sky oh, and no. lands on the roof of the news van. That's not under control no sheriff he realizes that as well so he goes over and then like gail is there as well and he's like what am i supposed to say like when you when you do that and she's like well you could ask for my help because you have bodies flying from the sky and i have a lead and you don't so when you want to hear it let me know so we now cut to this next day the cinema club Okay. Sid agreed to be a guest. I don't know why. Uh, Would you do that? Why? Why would you do that? Like on so many levels. A, why would you do that? Ever. B. (laughs) Like on a regular day. (laughs) Right. (laughs) B, people were just murdered. Why is Cinema Club even meeting? (laughs) Yeah. Like why is school not closed? Yeah. Yeah. So – She's sitting there and she like references Robbie and she like references his recording device. And she's like, so you just like record your whole life. And so now Charlie and Robbie are going through all of their nerd talk about horror movies. Mm -hmm. And they're like, you know, this is what the killer should be doing. Like this is the next level. The new rules. The updated rules. Exactly. And they're like, you know. Uh, the killer wants people to know what he's done. And now that we have this technology, like he should be filming the kills. And Sydney's just like, do you re- like this is <laughs> oh, my what life. he should be doing? This is uh, my life. <laughs> I love it. And they keep talking about they're like the trope of the modern horror movie is subverting the expectations of the previous ones. So now surprising people has right. now become the new trope. Right. And he's like. Blah, blah, blah. And he's like, so killing people and then uploading it before he's caught is the next move. And then they both are like, not to implicate him, not to implicate me. (laughs) And he's like, this is just following structure. And then they kind of talk about the structure of the third movie, blah, blah, blah. And they're like, you know, and the third act is always a party. And Gail's like, okay, so where's the party? And Charlie is like, uh, well, it's kind of secret. And she's like, yeah, just where the fuck is the party? <laughs> and he's like, Stabathon is pretty exclusive. And she's like, we're working together. And Charlie's like, so how about that Q&A? Like, just avoiding the question. Mm-hmm. And Gail's like, we're leaving. Goodbye. So he doesn't, they obviously don't get a Q&A with Sydney. Also, like, what are they going to ask? Yeah. How is it being murdered over and over again? <laughs> <laughs> Hi, I have a question in this film club for this Poor victimized woman over and over again. Can I ask a question about your life and the horror movies based on your trauma? Cut to Jill and Sydney. They're in the kitchen. Jill in Jill's kitchen. Okay. So it's evening now. Jill is like getting some, you know, some milk. So strange when people just like drink milk. And she's talking to Sydney. She's like, I feel like I'm under house arrest. And she's really salty about it. And Sid comes in and she's like, you know how like when you're going through something and people will say, I know how you feel. And you know that they just like actually have no fucking idea how you feel. 
And she's like, except I actually really do know how you feel. Mm. And it's like this really heartfelt moment. And she's like, I'm so sorry about Olivia. Mm. And Jill is like, yeah, it was really genuine and sweet. And Jill says, I'm really sorry about your publicist. And Eh. (laughs) that's fine. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, Jill says, how do you handle people staring at you all the time? And Sydney goes, people stare at me. But like (laughs) with a wink. Mm -hmm. It's cute. Uh, I really like, sorry, I really like Sydney's energy in this one. Mm -hmm. Like she's very, I don't want to say chill because like obviously people are still trying to murder her, but she's just like wizened, you know, Mm -hmm. like just resolved, Mm -hmm. just wizened. Is that a word? Yeah, it is. Right? Yeah. That's a word. Well, now I have to look it up. (laughs) So stand by. (laughs) Nope. I did not use it correctly. Oh. But I really thought I did. Wizened. Wizened means shriveled or wrinkled with age. But I guess I've. <laughs> rude, <laughs> Katrin. God. Very rude. How are you going to talk about Sydney that way? I am so sorry. In my defense, I've only ever heard it used in context of someone who is wise and they are also old and wrinkly. Right. But I thought they were referring <laughs> so they meant to their wiser. Wi- wisdom. Yeah. Learn something every day on <laughs> KK Sam. So. <laughs> so she's not wizened. She's looking great. She's looking the opposite of wizened. Great. But her, her 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 mind and spirit right. is kind of old and shriveled. <laughs> right. Wizened. Yeah. Her brain yeah. is wizened. Her brain is wizened. So Jill says to her, she's like, I couldn't handle all that attention. She's like, it would just like take over your whole life. And she's like, how do you do it? And Sydney says, well, I try not to think about me. I focus on the people I care about. Hmm. And Jill is like, you saved my life last night. And yeah, I tend to do that. I do tend to do that. And Jill is like, I know we're family, but like you hardly hardly know me. And she's like, I just wonder if I would be brave enough to do the same. And Sydney says, I hope you never have to find out. Mm -hmm. And then that kind of ends. And Jill is like, well, if you need me, I'll be in my cell. I mean my room. And Sydney just kind of smiles. Sydney stays in the kitchen. And as she's like puttering around, she thinks that she sees a shadow from the other room. Mm-hmm. But then goes to look and there's nothing. Okay. Cut to Jill talking to Kirby on the phone up in her room. Okay. And she's like, it's so weird seeing her room all boarded up. Because remember, she can look right across. Mm-hmm. Kirby is talking to her from Stabathon. She has driven up to Stabathon, which is being held in a giant barn um, somewhere. And they're going to be scream- screening all of the stabs. And as she's walking in, she's like, ugh, Trevor is here. And Jill is like, why? That's so not his scene. And like, as she walks by, she just like flips him the bird. And um, Kirby's like, well, I'm sorry you can't come, but I'll drink for the both of us. Cut to inside the party. And it's a big barn, right? So there's hay. That's the theme. Stabbing and hay. Um, (laughs) Stabbing and hay is the theme. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. Interesting party themes. Okay. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, so this is kind of more just like a party that someone's throwing. It's not like an official marathon at a theater. No, this like- – uh, yes. It's not an – right. It's not at a theater. It's uh, – but I can tell you it's Charlie and Robbie throwing it and this is their oh, okay. third so annual they're literally – okay. Yes. But it's like yeah. just something they do. But it's a bunch of high school kids drinking a bunch of beer in an abandoned barn. Oh, okay, so okay, okay. It's okay, it's okay. that kind of official. I see. So steps. Yes. So we see Gail – walk into the party and quickly put a ghost face mask on. But she's got like the rest of her clothes. So like people can right. see, you know, yeah. And she like some kids walk by and she pretends to kind of dance <laughs> awkwardly. And then she be young. I'm to a be teenager. Young, but when in fact, she's like, I'm pretty wizened. Um, <laughs> rude. So I no, she looks great as well. She's she not wizened. She's wizened the way that I meant wizened. All of these women are wizened the way I wizened them. (laughs) So Gail's now sneaking into a few corners and she's setting up four cameras. Okay. So in various parts of the barn. Charlie and Robbie are standing on the stage and they're like, thank you for coming to the third annual Stabathon. And they're like, Who's ready to drink whenever someone can't get cell phone signal? Yeah. <laughs> Who's ready to drink whenever someone is someone completely harmless is hiding behind the fridge door and scares everyone? Yeah. <laughs> Who's ready to drink every time someone screams? No. <laughs> and then we see a I Robert Rodriguez film. It's a and fucking um drinking game too yes. how fun this yes. is fun i want to go to stabathon kim your chaperone is not letting you go to stabathon <laughs> i want to go you can't go to stabathon i'm sorry you're not allowed not you're... the third annual i, I want to go to the first one you want to go to the first or one the there was no st- where the theme was just hay not stabs <laughs> <laughs> let's still stabathon <laughs> true yeah <laughs> but um, i don't think there were any murders at that one right so. yeah so a robert rodriguez film so now we cut to Gail, and she's still sneaking around putting up cameras, and the movie is super loud, okay? So the last camera that she's putting up is in the hayloft, okay? So it's up above. And she has it pointing down at the party. She then gets back into her car, and she's got, like, her laptop set up with the four cameras on her laptop, and she starts recording into a recorder. And she's like... Who would have thought that after three times of helping to solve this case, I'd be involved in the fourth (laughs) one, blah, blah, blah. (laughs) But as she's talking, she's looking at her screen and each one goes dark. Uh Uh-oh. As if someone is like putting fabric over it, Mm -hmm. kind of. In the fourth screen, Ghostface is looking into the camera. Ah! But also it's Stabathon, right? Right. So it's like right. a bunch of people Everyone wearing is ghost face. face. Yeah. So question nine, what do you do? What does she do? I mean, Gail's no dummy, which I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> My answer is Gail's no dummy. <laughs> She's wizened. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, but someone covering up the cameras is shishbish. So I don't like that. Um, But 
but also I'm trying to get my story. But also like, right. <sighs> but also you're wizened and you've done this three times. Exactly. Like, why aren't why am I alone? Why are we not in Prague? Why are, why are we not all not in, in Prague? Prague? <laughs> like, why don't – doesn't deputy – or, I mean, deputy, why doesn't Dewey and everyone already just know about this yeah. and they're just here? I don't – Right. Why are we doing right. this? Um, uh, so, I'm going to call him. I'm going to okay. be like, hello. Um, maybe come double check because uh, – He's probably here. Of course he's right. here. Yeah, of course. <sighs> Gail, you are going to maybe go back in to try to fix the cameras. <laughs> Double ding. Damn. So, but she does call Dewey first. But I'll, okay. give you a, I'll give you a full. Good job, Gail. So we now cut to Dewey inside of his car. And Gail is telling Dewey where she is. Because remember, she was like, if you don't want my help, I'm not. Like, so that's why he's not already there. Like, mm-hmm. basically, oh, she got they were, the like, lead in a on fight this about party. It. Yeah. yeah. Which is like, uh, people but are like, dying. Still, like, yeah. can you put your marital spats right. on hold? For sure. Um, Like, whenever Eric and I have to solve a murder together, like, all of our marital spats are on the back burner. The yeah. You can get and back we, to it later. We talk about it later. If you both so, survive. Yeah, which we have up to this point. Good job. So she's like, I think he's going to make his move. And she's like, this is the marathon of movies. And she's like, how meta can you get? And Dewey goes, what does meta mean? And she's like, I don't know. I heard the kids say it. (laughs) (laughs) And she's like, you come bust the killer and I get the story. Like, this is how we do it. He's like, I thought you were going rogue, Gail. Like, really (laughs) immaturely. And I was like, guys. People, backburner. Backburner. People are being murdered. Backburner. Yeah. Backburner this shit. So she hangs up on him and then he like is kind of like, ugh, that was stupid. So he puts the sirens on and turns around to head to the party. Cut to the party watching the movie. Uh, it's starring Heather Graham as the Drew Barrymore character. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so with like a blonde wig. And the kids are like saying the lines along with it. Gail is up in the lofty loft again to like fix the camera and we hear a crash Mm. and she's like ah it's the movie okay so it's like now we have a problem because they're screaming and there's breaking and is it me or the movie so dewey then pulls up sees gail's car looks in the window of her car sees the laptop and so he's looking at all the cameras be like put back up Uh right uh we now cut to gail in the loft and she puts the camera back up and then turns and sees another camera that she did not put there on a hay bale. Mm-hmm. So she walks up to it. She's like, what the fuck? Oh, no. Dewey is watching the camera and he sees Ghostface come up behind her no. and he screams. So now we cut to Gail and Ghostface fighting around the hay bales up in the loft. Uh, but nobody can hear Gail screaming. Because it's allowed. Because the movie is playing ah. so loud. So Dewey now comes in and he's like, freeze. And as he says freeze, we can see Gail and Ghostface because it's an open loft. Right. Right. Yeah. Uh-huh. So he sees Ghostface on top of Gail with a knife like this. 
he shoots, misses, but kind of like, yeah, he shoots and misses. So Ghostface stabs her. <gasps> no! Luckily, he got her in the shoulder, like right next to her heart, basically. Uh-huh. I mean, she does make it to the next movie. So. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's her ghost, actually. She's a uh, ghost, ghost. Without the face. Face. No. Yeah, she's just ghost. <laughs> so, uh, no. So stabs her in the shoulder. He fires again, and it looks like it hits Ghostface like this, kind okay. of. But, like, Ghostface Crazy runs away. Or yeah. So Dewey goes up the ladder. He's gone. Uh, Gail is now like super weak, like losing blood. And she tells Dewey, she's like, there was another camera up there, not just mine. And she's like, this time he's making the movie. He's filming it. (gasps) Dun, dun, dun. Yeah. So now we cut to Hawson Perkins outside, uh, Jill's house. And they're like, man, I fucking hate being the cops outside the victim's house. We always die. (laughs) (laughs) That's true. Yeah. And <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. And so uh, Perkins is like, I'll take the next perimeter. I'll be right back. And then he stops. And he's like, oh, fuck. I'm not supposed to say that, am I? <laughs> and Haas is like, it's OK. I'll take this one. And Perkins says, be careful. And Haas says, I'm always careful. You're also not supposed to say that. <laughs> so cut to Sid making tea. She hears something. She turns the porch light on. And there's wind chimes out there. The wind chimes are tangled, right? So the wind chimes were dangling, but they were tangled. So she goes outside and takes the chimes off to, like, start untangling them. Cut to Haas walking around the perimeter of the house, and he looks up and he sees an open window on the second floor. So he radios to Perkins, and he's like, when you did your last perimeter, did you see a window open? Nobody answers. No, no. Cut to Sydney untangling the chime. Then she hears a bunch of dogs barking. So she puts the chime down on the credenza on the porch and goes back inside and locks the door. She's like, this yeah. tangled chime can wait. <laughs> I don't need to be outside for this. <laughs> no. So cut to Perkins. No, cut to Haas going back to the car. Perkins is slumped over the wheel. Oh, no. And he's like, Perkins. <laughs> he fell asleep. Oh Don't fall asleep, gosh. man. Gosh. He fell asleep. Also, if you're going to fall asleep, fall asleep in a way that I can see that you're asleep, not slumped <laughs> over the fucking steering wheel. So he's like, oh, shit, man. Ghostface comes up behind uh, Hoss and uh, stabs him in the no. back. And so Hoss falls. And Perkins is just now looking at Ghostface, <laughs> sitting in the car, and Ghostface stabs him in the forehead. No! And blood just starts pouring out of not immediately dead Perkins' head. No! <laughs> no! So Perkins gets out of the car and is just like, Ugh, head stab. And he, like, tries to throw a punch at nothing, and he's trying to just stumble, and then he falls to his knees and falls down dead. Ah, I hate it. Head stabs suck, especially don't if you don't die like from it. them right away. Don't like it. So now we cut to Sydney drinking tea, right? It's like the rest like, of your body has to, like, catch up to your brain Right. It's like when you stub your toe and you have to wait for the pain to get up to your brain. This is the opposite. <laughs> 
I don't wait for my, the pain to get up to my brain. <laughs> really? Oh my God. That's the worst part of stubbing my toes. There's like a, a second where it's like, this is going to hurt and then it hurts. I'm concerned for your nervous system. No, everybody, everybody. I heard other people say it. Are you sure? All right. I'm going to postmortemment. Great. Toe stubs. I'm going to postmortem my <laughs> <Stubs>. own nervous system. <laughs> Maybe it's like smelling ants and it happens for some people, but not everyone. Maybe. Or cilantro. Um, so Sydney's drinking tea, but she hears the chime again. And she's like, that motherfucking chime is sitting on a table. Mm. That is not in a chiming position. Uh-oh. So Sydney, being our bitch, picks up a knife That's and goes my to the girl. door. She goes to the door. It's her Aunt Kate. Her Aunt Kate was outside on the porch putting the chime back up because she, you know, right. she doesn't yeah. know. And so Sydney's like, you were grocery shopping? Like there was a murderer. <laughs> and Kate's like, I just have one more bag in the car. So Sydney starts unloading the groceries that she's already brought in. And the phone rings in the house. And Sydney doesn't answer it. It's not her house. Phone rings again doesn't answer it it's not her house but she yells for jill and she's like jill are you gonna get it jill doesn't answer eh. so sydney answers the phone it's a telemarketer no it's uh, not it's Ghostface. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> and he's like your only skill is you survive what's the good of surviving if everyone around you is dead and she's like yeah it's a fair I point I really is. <laughs> like, I'm just like, why am I trying to survive when he's just killing everyone that I like? So she just is like, who the fuck are you? And he says, turn on channel six. It's the news story about Gail and the party. And so he says, glad you came home. And she's like, why are you doing this? Mm -hmm. And he's like, friends count, but it's the family ties that cut deep. You can't save them. All you can do is watch. And so Sydney's like, fuck. And so she runs up to Jill's room. The window's open. She's gone. Mm -hmm. But there's a computer on her bed. So she opens up the computer and sees that the last message that was sent was to Kirby saying she's on her way. Right. So she's on her way to Kirby's. Or to Sydney the goes, party. No, because the party's been broken up now. Okay. Because, you know, there was that whole attempted murder that sure, happened. Sure, 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 sure. So, uh, but this town is so used to it. They're probably like, so do we have to shut this down? <laughs> Should we? <laughs> I was really enjoying this movie. Could we yeah. keep Can we just going? keep going? So, Cindy now tells mom, Jill's mom, uh, Jill's in danger. The killer called. You got to call Jill. Jill doesn't pick up. Sydney tells mom. Go tell the cops outside. And mom says, they're not out there anymore. And Sydney's like, what do you mean they're not out there anymore? And Sydney's like, we got to get to Kirby's. So Sydney opens the door. And in the reflection of the wind chime that mom Kate hung back up, <gasps> she sees Ghostface. Ghost so she shuts the door. And... She shuts the door, but Ghostface gets his arm in with with the knife. Uh -huh. And uh, Kate is also trying to hold the door closed. 
And Sydney says, can you brace it from the bottom? So Kate gets down on the ground and is like sitting and leaning up against the door, trying to brace the door from the bottom. Sydney gets it closed, locked, and runs off. And she's like, come on, Kate, we have to go. Kate? Kate's Kate? just sitting against the door. And then blood comes out of her no, mouth. No, he stabbed through the door. Through the mail slot. <sighs> so now I'm like, now Sydney's like, Aunt okay, Kate. I just killed Kate. Like, My I told aunt. her to brace. Yeah. Oh, so, no. But Sydney is a survivor. So she's like, Moving up. <laughs> single tear for your death. I'm going to grab your keys out of her hand. Sure. I'll cry yeah. about you later, bitch. Yeah, we got to keep survive. this going. I got to survive. So she goes out the other door. Remember, there's always another door in these houses. And Judy is right there. Judy. And Sid is like, Judy what are you doing here? And she's like, I couldn't get the cops on the radio. Whose blood is that? And Sydney's like, it's Kate's. We were attacked. Judy's like, show me. So Sydney's like, okay. And so Sydney takes Judy inside, goes to Kate. Sydney kind of stands back. Kate, uh, Judy looks down to like call it in. When Judy turns back, Sydney's gone. Sydney bailed because she's a survivor. Sydney she's like, I don't know who the fuck. I don't trust you, Rosie V. McJudy. I yeah. don't know what you. You want to. might still you be mad. Been around. You've been around a uh, lot before, and you're yeah. around surprisingly now. I know this game. I know you this might game. be still mad that I, don't I got the role of Tiger Lily, you. and you were a lost boy. That's right. So Tiger Lily, Sid. isn't yeah. Tiger Lily? A- uh, who's Tiger Lily? She's the um, racially insensitive Indian character in Peter Pan. <laughs> oh. <laughs> that has, I don't remember. In the history of the performance of that play, I would be shocked if an actual Native American has ever played Tiger Lily. <laughs> <laughs> I don't remember. They didn't it. at my school. <laughs> Kelly Sussman played her. So cut to Sid driving off in Kate's car. Cut to Dewey and Gail. At the hospital, because, you know, Gail got stabbed. She's on a stretcher. And Dewey's like, no more on your own. It's you and me forever. Too little, too late, bitch. So. (laughs) (laughs) Wow. Back burner. Back burner. Sorry. Back burner. Back burner. So (laughs) cut to Kirby's house. It's a little after party. Everyone seems very chill about all the murders happening. So (laughs) Jill, Charlie, and Robbie are there. And they're all freaked out. Telling Jill about the party. So, like, telling her, like, this what is, happened, you know, this right? would happen. They then start comparing it to movies. And Charlie is like, the movie, the first movie ended at a party in the original one. And Kirby chimes in and is like, so the remake, the party is the false ending. And Charlie is like, I'm going to put in Stab 7. I'm finishing my marathon. And Jill is like, do you think we should watch that? It was Kirby's favorite. But I'm just like. It was People Olivia's were murdered. Favorite? Kirby's favorite. I'm sorry. It was uh, Olivia's favorite. My bad. Okay. The girl that was murdered. But I'm just like, why is everyone so chill chill about right. murder and attacks? So Kirby is like, it was her favorite about Olivia. So Charlie then looks at all of Kirby Kirby's DVDs. And she's just got like every horror movie that there ever is. And he's like, Super into it. He's like, wow, you got the classics. <laughs> uh-huh. And Kirby is like, you know it. 
And she's like, I could trivia your ass under the table. Charlie's Ooh, like, oh, yeah. Sexy, sexy time. And he's like, who played Leatherface first? And she's like, Gunner Hansen. And Charlie is just like, Bonner to the face. <laughs> and why did I keep writing Randall? Robbie is like, you're playing trivia games right now. The cops are going to find me. I'm a suspect because I film everything or some shit. And they shut down my site. Like, this sucks. And I'm I'm on Robbie's side. I'm like, yes, there are emergencies happening. Emergency. 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 At that point, Trevor yeah, walks in. Trevor. And he's like, Kirby, you really shouldn't leave the front door unlocked. Uh, fair point. Kirby looks at Charlie and he's like, sorry. Meaning like he was the last one in. Charlie, you of all people should know. Right? And Kirby is like, why are you here, Trevor? Like, you're not invited. And he's like, I got an invite from Jill. And she's like, no, you didn't. <clears throat> Jill's sitting right next to her. She's like, no, you didn't. And he's like, it was from your phone. And she's like, where is my phone? Uh-oh. She's like, I think I left it in your car, Kirby. And she's like, but I didn't text you. I'll prove it. So Jill leaves. And Trevor is like, so how does it feel being accessories to murder or some shit, whatever. And he's like, which one of you sent a message from Jill's phone referring to them? And Kirby says, isn't your phone missing? I was like, is his phone missing? I don't remember his phone being missing, but Kirby is telling me his phone's missing. So all the more reason that Trevor's a suspect. And he just looks at her and he's like, I got a new one. And... Like, Sammy's, tell me if I missed something. I don't remember anyone. I know there was a missing phone from the crime scene. I do not recall Trevor ever commenting on a missing phone. So, Sammy's, chime in on that one. If I missed it or not, or if I found a mistake. (laughs) Kevin, the foiled again. Kevin! (laughs) So, (laughs) no, I I would assume it's not a Kevin mistake. I would assume it's a editing mistake that they Mm -hmm. edited something out then. Anyway. Not blaming Kevin. Kevin's not a scapegoat. You're blaming so, Wes. Great. Good job. Yeah, I'm blaming Wes. Yeah. Yeah. So he storms off after Jill. Cut to Judy at Jill's house calling Dewey to, to Judy tell him calling Dewey. Okay. that Kate's dead and that Sydney fled the scene. No sign of Jill. Haas and Perkins are dead. Dewey says he's on the way. And then he U-turns, and it really turned me on for some reason. I don't know. <laughs> it was a really just, sexy U-turn. It was just, it just, you were like, he really meant business. I love when daddy U-turns. Yeah. I, I can't explain it, but I was into it. Okay. All right. Thank you for Couch letting Kirby us know. and Charlie. Now Kirby and Charlie are just by themselves Uh-oh. on the couch. And they're watching Stab 7. Robbie is very, very drunk. And he goes out onto the porch, which is a second-story porch, okay? And he's just, like, drunkenly looking over the balcony. And he goes to talk into his headset, saying, like, you know, this is a first, everyone. Charlie might get laid tonight or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he, like, puts it – so, like, he has to take it off to kind of talk into the camera. And then he puts it back on, and he hears something. And he turns and – is into a planter that's hanging there and his <laughs> his headset falls off so he picks the headset back up and we see that he puts it on backwards okay. so now it's filming what's behind him uh-huh cut to kirby putting out 
vibes far and wide. Uh-huh. Just all the vibes at Charlie, who is so nervous. Like, uh-huh. not even sitting next to her on the couch. Like, he's sitting at the edge of a chair. <laughs> just, like, so nervous. And she just goes, hey, Charlie. And, like, way too quickly, he says, yeah. So it's uh-huh. like, hey, Charlie. Yeah. Like, just very fast. <laughs> and she's him. like, I'm sorry. I know you're really into the movie, but now would be a really good time to make a move. And he's like, for me to make a move? She's like, mm-hmm. And he's like, couldn't you make a move? And I'm like, fuck <laughs> it! Charlie! Charlie! Puss up, man! <laughs> she did put the moves on you. And puss she says that she's like, I just did put the moves on you. So they go to kiss. Right about to kiss. And then Trevor comes in. Trevor. Trevor. Get out of here. And he's like, have you seen Jill? I went upstairs, but she's not there. And then he's like, oh, shit, stab seven. And he, like, fucking sits on the couch. And Kirby's just staring at him. Trevor. You're not invited. You're not fucking invited. Charlie gets up and, like, storms off. Because he's like, that was my one chance. (laughs) And... He's like, did I interrupt something? And he's like, oh, no way. Like, you know. Mm-hmm. And she's like, who invited you, Trevor? Get out of my house. Like, she's so mad. And he kind of leaves the room laughing. Cut back to Robbie. Walking the grounds alone drunk when there's a murderer out there. Everyone's sure. an idiot. And he's talking to his viewers. And basically what he does, he starts to, like, walk up onto the porch and he holds up his phone so that his he can see what's live streaming, right? Okay, right, so like he right. can he's like, right. what's this look like? And it's filming behind him. And, it's, and he's like, puts his like, what's going on? Because he's looking at a door. He expects to see a door, so he takes it off, puts it back on. We then is like, okay, there's the door in my phone, and Ghostface opens the door, ah. and he's like. Ghostface stabs him and he falls backwards and he's like, no, man, there are rules. There are rules. Cut to Kirby alone on the couch. She kind of hears something. So she goes to look. And at that moment, Jill comes down the stairs and she's like, I found my phone. It was up in your room. She was like, and sure enough, there was no fucking text to Trevor. She's like, where is he? And she's like, what do you mean? Where is he? He went up to find he went with you. And she's like, he's not up there. And Kirby, like, starts calling for everyone, being like, Charlie, Robbie, Trevor, anyone? She opens the door. Sydney is right Uh, there. And she's like, Jill, you have to come with me right now. They turn. Stabbed Robbie is trying to get up onto the porch. Uh And he's like, run. Here comes Ghostface. They run back into the house. Uh Upstairs. Okay. Sydney kicks him in the face. So he falls down. They lock themselves. The three, they, uh, oh, it's only Jill and Sydney who make it up to Kirby's room. Uh, And so she locks Kirby's door. Jill goes to the window and she's like, we have to jump. And Sid is like, it's two stories. Question 10, what do you do? What do they do? What do we do? What do we do? I forgot we were playing this game. I was so into what was happening. I know. Uh, <laughs> I forgot that I had to stay <laughs> alive. I was just watching the them. <laughs> what do I do? What do I do? What do I do? What do I do? Do I have to jump? Is he still like at the door? Yeah. 
Like he's going to get in. He's, you know, banging on it. And is it something cool that they do? I just don't know what's in my, what's in this room. Do I have things? Do we, how do we get to two stories? <laughs> how do we get to two stories? <laughs> um, I don't know. Okay. I am going to say that we do a thing. Oh, that ding, ding. They do a thing. <laughs> I'm like, do we quickly tie shit together? <laughs> like, <laughs> fucking. Um, but like, uh, all right, I'm gonna tie sheets together and climb up the window. I don't know what else to do. Um, and they're going to do the same hand in hand. Zero points. <laughs> it's your first zero points of the game, though. She does something pretty smart. She says, Sydney says. Get under the bed. Right as she gets under the bed, Ghostface busts in. And Sydney is looking over the balcony saying, run, Jill, run. That is smart. So now it's one of these houses where, like, basically you can walk along the roof. Like, it's like there's two roofs. So it's like the first floor has kind of like a roof. And you could step out onto the roof from the second story windows. Okay. So, like, she's literally walking around, like, uh, the roof. Right. And that would have been helpful to know for the last question. By the way. Bitch. I mean, how many sheets do I have to put together to get off the <laughs> – I'm thinking I'm just going out the window. I have to get off the roof, too? If I had known that. Well, she doesn't – She so she's yelling at Jill to run, but she's going around the house. But Ghostface is chasing her. Like, uh-huh. there's no – he's there. And she's, like, trying windows. It's not – nothing's happening. And she manages to call Dewey because Ghostface has now stopped chasing her and has gone around the other way. So she looks and he's not there. Mm -hmm. So she quickly calls Dewey. And at that moment, Ghostface comes around the other way and pushes her off the roof. Okay. She looks back up after falling the two stories that she was trying to avoid falling. um, And he's gone. Mm -hmm. Dewey is on his way. Sydney runs back inside the house which I get. I mean, no, she had to for Jill. Yeah, for Jill. And Kirby is ah. right there. And Kirby is like, I tried to call 911, but the phone is dead and someone smashed the router. Okay, so now we have no phones. Okay. Um, Ghostface is coming. Kirby says to Sydney, let's hide in the basement. So they go to the basement door. Kirby locks it. And then she says, there's another room down here that we can lock ourselves in. So there's a room in a room. She asks if Jill got away, and uh, Sydney's like, I don't know. Like, I haven't made it back upstairs. Um, They lock themselves in the new room, which is kind of like a laundry room or a mud room, I would say. And as soon as they get in there, Charlie is at the door, banging on the door, and his hands are covered in blood. And he's like, let me in, let me in, let me in. And they look, and he's like, "It's, it's Robbie's blood. Question 11, what do you do? What does Kirby do? 
I think I'm going to let him in. I think she doesn't. One point, but I'm not telling you which. So, Sydney is like, if you can't trust him, don't let him in. Kirby, well, I guess I'm telling you right now. Kirby is like, <laughs> get away from the door, Charlie. And she's like crying. She's like, I'm sorry, I can't. And he's like, what the fuck? And right at that moment, Ghostface comes and stabs Charlie. Charlie! Cut to Dewey driving there. Kind of hotly. Um, <laughs> it was that I U-turn. I Yeah, I know. It really did something. It U-turned <laughs> my feelings on Dewey. Really? So, gave me a little whop. Yeah. Um, you'll be excited to know that in a few minutes you have an opportunity for four bonus questions. So you won't be mad at me about the roof Four bonus questions. I'm get. still mad about the roof. Um, right. I'm going to be mad till the end. Okay. And I'm going to consider myself having my own extra point. Okay, great. So I probably would have gotten onto the roof and then broken a window into one of the other rooms. That's what I would have said I would have done. Well, I anticipated your ridiculousness and found a way to give you (laughs) not one, not two, not three, but four bonus fucking Uh, But we'll see if I get any of those. Here we go. (laughs) So just saying it's a big difference between a window that drops two stories and a window that goes to a roof and then drops two stories. Big difference. Big difference. Now, to be fair, I did not, when I was watching it, I did not know. Yes, but you knew, so you could have explained it to me. You, you know now. Four? Okay, now you only get three bonus You points. know now, and now you could have explained it to me. Now it's now two. I want now it's two. <laughs> you could have explained it to me. I don't now care. Now it's one. I'm, one bonus Okay, point. mom. <laughs> <laughs> All right, they're in that little mud room, okay? Ghostface stabbed Charlie, and then the lights went out, okay? Okay. So now the lights come back up, and it's like a floodlight outside. Charlie is tied up like Drew Barrymore's boyfriend was in the first one. At that moment, Kirby gets a call from Charlie's phone. Okay. Is Charlie still alive? Yeah. He's oh, tied up like like Drew's okay. boyfriend okay, was. Okay. Yep, yep, yep. I recall. And he says some ghost face shit. And Sydney <laughs> says, keep him on the phone. I'm going to go get Jill. We should all be in the same place. But keep him on the phone. Okay? Right. So, Ghostface says, I hear you like horror movies. You like them as much as him. And she's like, no, 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 he's the expert, not me. And he's like, too late, first question. Ah, bonus point. Oh, no, I'm not going to get any. I don't remember J- names. Jason's weapon. Machete. Yay! <laughs> Michael Myers' weapon. Michael Myers' weapon is a... You know this. Knife. Okay. <laughs> Leatherface's weapon. Chainsaw. Yeah. Listen, I gave you four fucking bonus points and an opportunity for you to showcase your chainsaw. Get the fuck over the roof <laughs> question. <laughs> bonus question number four. Freddy Krueger's weapon. Is his knife hand. Okay. Yeah. 
got four. I, I thought I was being points. tricked the whole time, and I was like, yeah. I, I, I now think I know. Are you ready for <laughs> the following scene? Where I'm so sorry, Kevin. I have a problem with it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, please stop. I'm sorry. So. Such an asshole. <laughs> I, I just, I respect him. I respect him enough to be honest. So <laughs> he then asks the next question, which is name the movie that started the slasher phase. Multiple choice Halloween, Texas Chainsaw Massacre, or Psycho. Kirby says, Psycho. Ghostface says, None of the above. And I was like, well, you didn't give me none of the above as an option. That's he true. He says, Peeping Tom in 1960 was the first time we were put in the killer's point of view. So that's what they're considering the s- slasher phase. Interesting. And Kirby starts crying. She's like, no, 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 please ask me. Please ask me one more. He says, okay, name the remake of The... And she just starts naming every, every horror movie. movie she can possibly think. <laughs> okay. And she's like, it's one of those, right? Nothing. Right? She's like, I got it. I was fucking right. Now, here's where I have a little bit of a problem. Okay. She wasn't right. She didn't get it. Like, how do she you didn't know? answer the question. Because she she didn't know the answer. She was just naming a bunch of movies. Right. And then for her to assume that like, oh, this guy's going to play by the games, by the rules. And because I said the thing, he's now all of a sudden going to stop his mass killing spree. And I've beat him. But was she like. Well, we'll, we'll get guess to that I have in a to. I'd have to see her true reaction right. to understand. And and we have a little bit more of it. This was the beginning. Okay. So she's still standing in there and she's like, I did it. I got it. I got it right. I beat him. Okay. Now we cut to Sydney looking for Jill in her room. She's not there. Mm-hmm. Question 12 What do you do? What does Sydney do? We're going to come back to Kirby. <laughs> I don't know. Um, I guess I'm gonna fuck. Um, I guess she like do we have phones and things? Um, we have cell phones, but Kirby did say the router is broken. But so that's like just internet. Right. So but I I I guess what I'm saying is I don't know why we're not using cell Oh, I guess she did use her cell phone to call Dewey on the roof. Right. Yeah, so yes. Um, I'm going to try calling Jill. Okay. And I'm also going to make sure, I mean, I think I probably have a knife already, but make sure I have a weapon. Okay. Um, and then I'm going to like, I think she looks through the house for Jill. I'll give you two points for that. Yeah, I mean, in this instance, like, there's not much you can do, but just being on alert with weapons and things like that is the right answer for you, I think is correct. So we now cut back to Kirby. 
Okay. She has now immediately opened the door and is going out to Charlie and saying, I fucking won. He tried to beat me, but I won. And she's untying him. And I'm like, bitch, he's not a troll under a bridge where if you answer riddles three, (laughs) they magically disappear. Yeah. He is a, he is a psychotic killer. Yeah. That isn't just going to be like, oh, shoot, she said the name of the movie. Like, you didn't beat him. Mm-hmm. I, Kirby's smarter than that is kind of what I what I had an issue with. Like, I guess. I mean, to be fair, serial killers are very specific in, like, their, you know, their routines and their games and yeah. stuff do kind of matter. Yeah. A little yeah. bit. And this is, I mean, this, and this is the argument that I'll have with Kevin and Kevin. Right. When I meet them. Right. And, you know, I, yeah, I open have the a floor good discussion to you, Kevin about and Kevin. It. So she's untying Charlie and uh, Charlie stands up and he's like, Kirby, and stabs her. And he's like, Kirby, Charlie, this is making a move. And she's like, ugh. And it's, like, really sad. She's like, Charlie. Like, Hayden fucking killed it. Like, I'm really. She's a great actress. I'm on, I'm on Team Kirby. Everyone is like, I want Kirby to be back in five. Like, she's awesome. Stabs her. And he's like, four years of class together. And now you notice me? And at this point in the movie, unprompted, Eric goes, is there anything scarier than incels? <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I submit there is not. It's pretty terrifying. Yeah. Um, and then I wrote her death scene really bummed me out. It was really, it was a really good death scene. She's Charlie. a really Should have known so, it was you. Now we cut to Sid going back downstairs with a knife. So she did arm herself. She hears Glass. I don't know why I said that. Here's Glass. Calls for Kirby. She's grabbed by <laughs> Charlie. And I wrote the layout is exactly the same as the first one. Exact same kitchen. Um, and she's like, where's Jill? And she backs him. Like, he's he's behind her. He's got his arm around her neck. She backs up and, like, slams him into the wall, mm-hmm. and which makes him let her go. She makes a run for the front door and is stabbed by Ghostface. Fuck! Ugh. Ghostface takes his mask off. Is it Robbie? It's, it's Jill. Jill. It's, it's Jill. It's Jill. It's and Jill. She says, "Hello, Sydney." Surprised. <laughs> yes, I am. Jill then turns off the camera, right? Because they've been filming all of this. And they throw her into the kitchen. Charlie. Now we have the villain's diatribe. Jill okay? and Charlie. Interesting. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So villain's diatribe. Charlie Tell says. Me everything. He got really good. He got really good footage of killing Kirby. And uh, Jill says, great. We'll cut it and upload it later and trace it back to Trevor. Charlie then says, speaking of Trevor. Charlie pulls Trevor out of the closet and he's taped up just like Sydney's dad dad was. Uh 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 And uh, Jill looks at Sydney and says, you think you had a shitty boyfriend? This one fucks you, dumps you, and then doesn't even make you famous. 
<laughs> Charlie then hands Jill a gun. Why does she have a gun? They have a gun. Hands Jill a gun. So now Jill is holding a knife at Sydney and a gun at Trevor, who's on the floor. Uh-huh. And she's like kicking Trevor and she's like, I'm not the girl you cheat on. And shoots him right in the dick hole. Oh, shit. Deserved. And he's like, yeah. And then he's like, ow, ow, ow. And she shoots him right between the eyes. Wow. Okay. Trevor's dead. She means business. So she's like, turns to Sydney and she's like, do you get it now? Yeah. Trevor is, is the Billy killer. Yeah. And yep. we're the innocent victims. Yep. Sydney and Randy. So Charlie says that. He's like, Jill is Sydney. I'm Randy. 100%. Yep. And Jill says, except everyone is going to see it. Charlie shows her the footage of all of the kills. Um, And Jill is like, we're going to know fame like you never dreamed of. And this time, Randy gets the girl. So Charlie kisses Jill. Oh, shit. And he's like, you were amazing. The perfect victim. And Jill says, I think I was born for this. <laughs> and Sydney's like, how could you do this? And she's like, do you know what it was like growing up related to you? You were always so fucking special. Well, now I'm special. And Sydney's like, you'll slip. They always do. But remember, she's fucking stabbed. Right. Sydney is stabbed in the gut. Jill and Charlie are now like, okay, are you ready? Ah, uh, they're doing it. Yeah. <laughs> And so oh, mom and dad are going to be so I'm bad so at me. me. So Charlie is like, all right, let's do this. And he's like, get it up, get it up. And he's like, let's do this. And he's like, shoulder me, shoulder me, shoulder me. She's like, okay. And she stabs him in the heart. Oh, shit. And Jill says, the media really likes a soul survivor. <laughs> Oh, damn, savage. And Sydney is like, even your friends? And Jill's like, friends? I don't need friends. I need fans. She's like, it's not about killing you. It's about becoming you. You had your 15 minutes. Now I want mine. I had 15 How years, you- bitch. Yeah. How do you- I'm wizened now. <laughs> <laughs> She's like, how do you think people become famous anymore? You don't have to achieve anything. You just have to have fucked up shit happen to you. And your ingenue days are over. I was like, bitch, they did are not. Did you just call me wizened? She did. <laughs> she called her wizened. Rude. So then Jill stabs her again. Fuck. Sydney goes down. So now Jill starts cutting the tape off trevor she then cleans the gun slides it to charlie she then takes trevor's hand uses his nails to scratch her own face Mm -hmm. she then takes trevor's hand puts it in a fist on her own hair pulls out a chunk of her own hair she then puts the knife on her shoulder like this and throws herself into the wall to stab herself in the shoulder ouch she then cleans the knife puts it in Puts it in Trevor's hand. She then sees a framed picture on the wall and she runs headfirst into it and breaks the glass everywhere. She's kind of woozy. She looks over, sees a glass coffee table, 
throws herself onto the glass <laughs> coffee table. Shit. Then she stumbles over to Sydney, lays down next to her in the exact position, mirrored, so they're facing each other, mm-hmm. closes her eyes. We hear sirens. Cut to the cops pulling up, finding everyone. Cut to Jill on a stretcher with hundreds of reporters around her, lights flashing, and as she's wheeled into an ambulance, and they're all just like, Jill, Jill, how does it feel to be a hero? Cut to the hospital. Dewey is by Jill's bed. Jill wakes up, and she's st- – because she actually hurt herself, so, mm-hmm. like, she was yeah, knocked out. There's there's things that needed doctors. <laughs> yeah. So Jill wakes up, and she starts crying about everyone that's died. And then she says, is your wife okay? And Dewey says, she's going to be fine. And Jill's like, if I ever write a book, I want her to write it with me. With our matching wounds and all. I just wish Sydney was here. (laughs) Dewey then says, I have good news. She's touch and go, but... They think Sydney's going to make it. <laughs> That's right, bitch. Jill says, I want to see her. And Dewey says, well, she's not awake yet, and she may not remember anything, so we'll have to help her. Dewey leaves. Jill goes to sleep, then opens her eyes and starts ripping all of the hospital shit uh-huh, uh-huh, out of her. Uh-huh. She starts heading down the deserted hallway. That This always shocks me when I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. where are the people? Where is everyone? Why are all the lights off and there's <laughs> no one except for one single nurse that she just easily ducks away from? Cut to Dewey now in Gail's room. Gail asks how Jill is doing. And Dewey is like, she's, she's doing good. She said the sweetest thing. You know, she wants you to write the... Write the book with her now that you guys have matching wounds. Question 13. What does Gail say? How does she know what my fucking wound is? How does she know that they're matching that bitch stabbed me? You can't fuck with Gail, bitch. And so Dewey, she says, how did she know I was stabbed in the shoulder? And Dewey just goes, shit, and runs out of the room. Cut to Jill walking into Sydney's room as Sydney wakes up and Jill says, you just won't die. What are you, Michael fucking Myers? <laughs> Sydney goes to call the nurse, but Jill easily rips it away out of her hand, gets on top of her and starts strangling her. Question 14. What do you do? What does Sydney do? Uh, 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 I I think I'd have more questions. Um, Uh, I'm sorry, I'm being strangled. Three more questions. Oh my gosh, when will this shit end? (laughs) Yeah. Okay. I'm being strangled. strangled, But your arms are free. I'm going. And there's a roof around the second floor that you can walk onto. (laughs) (laughs) I can't see. Okay, the roof. let me paint the picture for you. you. She's on top to of you. She's, <laughs> she's straddled on top of you. Hands around your neck. Your arms are free. I understand this part. <laughs> um, I think I'm going to take like my wires that are like connected to my arms 
and wrap them around her throat and okay. pull her off me. Choke okay. her worse and pull her off. And it's fucking hand in hand. I don't know. Zero points. She does something very smart, which I think in the self-defense world, she po- she puts her thumbs into her eyes. Okay. Okay. So actually just one thumb into one eye, but pokes her thumb into her eye. They then fall onto the floor because Jill's like, ow, my eye. And Jill then digs her knee into Sydney's wound. Ow. And Sydney lets out like an actual like guttural scream of pain that was really impressive. Jill then picks her up and starts punching her in her wound. Oh, you fucking cunt. Yeah. And then throws her into a cabinet and like up against the like defibrillator machine kind mm-hmm. of thing. And Sydney is down. Dewey is now running down the hallway. She hears Dewey coming, gets behind a door, grabs a bedpan, hides, be- or hides behind the door. Dewey then comes in. And she hits him over and over and over and over and over again with the bedpan over his head. He's down. She grabs his gun. Gail then comes in. Hands up. Question 15. You're Gail. What do you say? What does she say? Um, So she's got a gun pointing at you. I can make you famous. Okay. What do you say? <laughs> you could also you could also do something. I guess there's no particular reason it has to be that she says something. You could do something too if you have an idea. Yeah. But she says something. Yeah. But like you got it. You got what she says, so like she says like oh. Hey, yeah. look at me go. Yeah. So she has the gun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm just rating my own movie now. <laughs> I'm gonna be like, <laughs> oh, I can't wait. I'm, my I'm gonna be like, you forgot the safety, bitch, and then attack her because she didn't turn the safety off. <laughs> wow, I- I'm giving you a double ding. I, f- I feel like that would distract her. <laughs> I actually feel like that was good. I feel like it would just kind of be like, what? You know, Gail comes in and she says, what about the book? How are we going to write a book if you kill me? And Jill doesn't fall for it, which is why I think yours works. Because what Gail, what Gail says does not work. And so she shoots. But just before she shoots, Gail is thrown across the room and over another hospital bed. By, By Rulesy McJudy. Rulesy McJudy. Shit. I thought maybe you were the killer at one point. Me too. And now you're the Throws, hero. Good for yeah. you. Throws her over the bed. So now Gail and Rulesy McJudy are behind the bed. Jill tells them to give her her gun. You know, Judy's gun. Or she shoots Dewey in the head. Uh, Gail <sighs> tells her to do it. We now see that Sydney starts to sit up while attention is elsewhere. Judy throws the gun. Jill kicks it away. 
tells her to stand up. And Judy stands with her hands and says, don't do anything stupid. Shoots her. Judy falls down. Oh, shit. And, and Jill, Jill looks savage. at savage. Fucking savage. Because then literally Jill goes, don't fucking tell me what to do. <laughs> oh, my goodness. She then tells Gail to get up. And Dewey starts to stir. Now, Sid stands behind Jill now and gets the defibrillator machine going Mm -hmm. with the paddles. And Jill is in a standoff with Gail and says, Jill says, I'm going to enjoy blowing your head off. Gail says, can I just have one final word? Jill says, what, please? Gail says, no. Question 16, what's the word? One word. Clear. Yay! So Gail says, <laughs> Gail says, no, clear. And Jill goes, clear? And Sydney stands and says, clear. And fucking clear the Jill falls down, open eye, dead on the ground. Dewey then starts to wake up. And we see a hand grab a piece of broken glass. Dewey is kind of coming to and he's like, I'm sorry. She was standing right behind me. As he says that, we see Jill stand up and Sid says, they always are. And without even looking, shoots Jill in the head. (laughs) Now she's dead. Judy then gets up. And they're all like, Judy? Gail is literally like, you're alive? (laughs) And she opens up her shirt and she's like, wear the vest, save your chest, <laughs> and then falls down on the bed. Rosie V. McJudy. Yep. She plays she by the, the rules. So then we cut to Sid laying on the <clears throat> ground next to Jill in the exact same position. Mm-hmm. Cut to outside, all the reporters still reporting that inside is a hero named Jill Prescott. Mm. The end. Honestly, chef's kiss. I Wonderful it. job, Kevin's. Kevin. Ke- both Kevin's. Kevin's and Wes. I loved it. I Every loved moment. It. Yeah. Fantastic. And here's the thing. Chef's I kiss. Don't, I don't know why this is a like a hot take. But, like, I think this is my favorite, like, aside from the first one, this is my favorite one. I actually was going to say, I think most people say that four is their favorite besides the first. Okay. Yeah. I really liked it. I thought it was awesome. And my only consolation is, fingers crossed, we saw Kirby still writhing on the ground. Bleeding. Uh, Oh, so people think she might be in the fifth. Maybe. Um, she was pretty awesome. Uh... Yeah, no, I think uh, most people usually say that this is their favorite. Okay. I feel Out like of the sequels. Yeah, I feel like it's contra- – like some people are like, no, it's, but I mean that's with every movie where people are like, you're a bad person if you have a different opinion from me. <laughs> yeah, totally. All right, let me count your points. Hi, Sammies. So we heard a rumor that you're not signed up for our awesome Patreon yet. What? Where are you getting your bone con then? It's cool. It's fine. You can still subscribe. 
Just hit the link in the show notes or search for us on Patreon. We're right there. We've got all kinds of bone con. That's bonus content. We've got mini-sodes, post-mortems, and Q&As, all live streamed. Polls, prizes, merch, and just a general smorgasbord of KK Sam. So join us. Or else. All right, Kim. Fucking brilliant score. For Dead or Alive's. Got seven out of nine. Nice. You got. So you're counting Kirby as dead, though. I am counting Kirby as dead. We We don't have any other reasons. Yeah. Um, Nice. For questions, you got 22 out of 30. Plus one more, right? Sure, sure, sure. (laughs) Four bonus points (laughs) for a total of 33 out of 39. Yes. Bitch survives scream that always. Was really impressive. Really nice work. Really, really that nice. That was so work. much fun. Kevin and Kevin. So much fun. My hats both off of you. to you both. Fantastic job. I loved it. Um, I thought it was great. Can't wait to see Scream 5. I think if all goes according to plan, three weeks from today. Kim is going to tell me Scream 5. I think that's probably the plan. Yeah. Obviously, it's not playing on VOD, so we have to go see it in the theater, and Omicron is still a, you know, unknown variable, but that's the plan. So, So, yeah. That'll give you guys some time to maybe see it, or you can fucking play along if you want. You can watch it with me, (laughs) like, with with Kim's eyeballs. That's how I'm going to see it. I promise to do it justice. Yeah. Cool. Um, all right. So much fucking fun. Thank you. Great job. Thank you. Thank you. Follow us on all the things at KK Sam podcast. Uh, we have a Patreon where you can see bonus stuff that we do and fun things. We have merch. We have a Facebook group, Sammy stay alive, maybe. And that's it. That's it. It's been, and then Kim come back next week and, oh, and and subscribe, rate and review. And you can rate us on Spotify now too. If you listen on Spotify. Yes, please do that. Um, so this is this has been Kim and Cat Stay Life. Maybe. So until next week, stay, stay alive. alive. <laughs> ghosted me. I'm done. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Dread Podcast Network.